1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the OTS venue inside my mother's basement. Several geeks out there that think I live in my mother's basement. Is the camera on, Jesse? I don't really uh I don't see myself, man. Jesse, where the fuck is the camera? fucking guy, man. Is any, does anybody see me? Oh, my goodness. You know what? Technical difficulties are ready, man. I don't believe you. I, I don't believe this shit, man. You know what? Let's go upstairs, man. Let's see what Jesse's got going on. What happened to the fucking camera, man? I don't know. What happened to mine? I don't know. I, I know got uh, two microphones going. Oh, my goodness, man. What happened to your camera? I don't fucking know. What the fuck is going on around this place, I man? I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. What the... That's that's on you, man. That's on you. I see... A, I'm looking at a half of you on my screen right now.
2: Man, I have no idea, but... We gonna go on, man, until I can figure this shit out. This fucking right. guy—it's—it well, is well, never, never done this. At shit. least I, you're on the screen.
1: Yeah, I'm on the screen. What was your damn problem? I don't know, man. My Elgato camera shit out on me, man. I don't know. I thought I—I I thought I told you to connect it cor- uh, correctly. What happened? You, yours
2: too. Mine at the same time. Mine just started doing this.
1: Can't figure out why. I don't know. You know what? We'll run with it. Who gives a fuck? We're going to roll with it, man. It's been, it's been one gonna, of those weeks, you know? It's been one of those weeks, man. We won't get into the details, but uh, everything seems to be going wrong this week, man. What is it? I don't know.
2: I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I might have to reboot the app, which might have me on a blank screen for a second, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't
1: What's know. You? I don't know. Listen, welcome to the AW Dynamite Post Show. I'm JD from New York. This is the Shy town Smart Chessie. Mr. Impact, Bill Impact, look at that, man. You did pretty well on uh on Saturday night, man. Holy shit. Did
2: fantastic, man. One of my, I think probably my highest, my highest viewed content. And uh I won't see a red cent for it, man.
1: Why? Did you uh play copyrighted music?
2: No, no, not at all, man. It it it, it, it came down to an AdSense issue. I went to um change my AdSense account, and then that the new AdSense account that was created was created incorrectly and for some reason youtube only lets you change your adsense account once every 32 days so it won't let me change it to the correct account for 32 fucking days
1: so you're not getting paid by youtube for 32 days 32 days nothing that's ridiculous man all of that at though they they but at least, at least you're getting it. super chats no 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 monetization on the channel at all. I mean, is it, uh, it going to be like added on top and then you get it all after 32 days? I mean, but you still- It's not still- a cure. S- They're not It's not a cure They're not running ads. They're not running ads. What they about Super away- Chats? The Super Chats are separate from ads. They
2: disabled the Super Chats. <laughs> did you not watch the stream, bro? I did tune
1: in for like 15 minutes. Oh, well, that, that's great, man. The, the stream went longer than 15 minutes. I, I know man but I actually I, I actually had shit to do that night man I watched impact and then I watched that new series on peacock Ted with the teddy bear Seth MacFarlane's great when he wants to be funny man i I enjoy that sense of humor man family guy, let's go family guys right up uh right up my uh you know what it's my cup of coffee now you know what man listen i I probably can't even say that man I'll get cancelled can't even say that, man. Oh, my JT-like Seth MacFarlane. Whatever fucking reason, they'll uh, they'll tweet out guys, their displeasure about it. I, I thought it was great. You guys see what I got to deal with?
2: Oh, see that? Guy's what? Got, you, you see that? Thank you for those who actually tuned in to my... To,
1: to Listen, my man, show. you're operating with a half a fucking camera, okay? Shut your mouth. Hey, my camera works, asshole. It works, as long as you're on the screen. And we just had a feline wake up, man. I, we're going to have a third podcaster on the stream oh in a my second, God, man. it's going great. Oh, now, man. man, she's wondering where MJF is, man. We haven't heard from MJF in, like, three weeks. What's going uh. on? Uh, listen, enough of the fun and games. Um, I want to say, first of all, before we get into the stream, thank you guys for all the support. I love you guys. Without you guys, I'm nothing. Without you guys, I'm not here. Without your support, this podcast is not where it is. We are doing big things. I got big plans for 24, and Jesse's got big plans for himself for 24. We're going to have a great year, no matter what people say, no matter the bullshit that people are spewing. You guys know that this is the place to be, and this next two weeks, man, we're going to show everybody why. It's Rumble Week coming up. We're going to fucking kill it. So I'm very excited about that, and I want you guys to be along for the ride, and I appreciate those that have uh, stuck by my side. That's first and foremost. Number two. Uh, last week, I heard a few people reach out to me. I know we were very vocal, but it all comes from a good place. Jesse and I were very vocal about the disaster What that was the homecoming show of AEW last week. Some people obviously didn't agree with me. Some people didn't agree with Jesse. I thought it was a terrible show. I thought it was a lazy show. I don't think they should be putting on those types of shows when they should be putting their best foot forward. You guys said that. Probably was one of the best Dynamite reviews that we have did. The most focused Dynamite review we did in years. Appreciate the kind words there. I say that because, Jesse, tonight, completely different show, man. I thought this show, not perfect at all, because there is no such thing as a perfect show. But this show was fucking great tonight. I feel energized. AEW just had a different sense of energy compared to last week. And that main event, man, I want to talk about that main event. They could not have booked a perfect or more perfect main event for Hook in that situation against Samoa Joe, man. Everything was just fucking perfect. So I'll leave it off to you, man. Let's start with what you want to talk about, where you want to go first.
2: Yeah, I thought, I thought the main event was definitely... was um, It was promoted well, it was booked well. Um, it was executed well, you know? It was the... The young scrappy hothead running out and getting over-eager and and his his lack of experience and and all of the above, you know, pretty much got him to the destination that everyone knew he would wind up at eventually anyway. You know, um, there was no out other outcome than hook just flat out losing. Yeah. And I guess it was just the way how the how the match carried out, you know, and it, I, I think it was i think it was it was produced fantastically you know um he came out hot you know he got he got squashed out and then and then he came back again and then once again and but that the but joe beat the shit out of hook tonight man
1: yes he did and uh you te- you, you you texted me during the show and uh i want to i want to get into this uh this uh billy bomb over here Billy Sizane with a $100 super chat. Billy, thank you so much, brother. Billy says, JD and Jesse, you guys are great. Dynamite was a lot better tonight. Remember, JD, we have your back. Fuck the haters. SRS reported Mercedes is going to AEW as of tonight uh, on Fightful OTS Family for Life. I will look into that, Billy. Thank you so very much. Jesse and I always appreciate your love and support. Um... Yeah, Jesse, I I feel the same way about uh, about Hook in that regard, and I know Tony Khan got a lot of flack for this match taking place, and a lot of people uh, got on his case. And listen, we are no strangers to getting on Tony Khan's case. No. You know, I I agreed to an extent his complaint about people not really going in on Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins, though there was a lot of discourse and a lot of displeasure about it. I don't know exactly what he was looking at. You know, and obviously everything he does is under a microscope, and people were examining him and his fucking things on AEW's side, and they were picking apart what he's done in the past and calling him a hypocrite, but he did say, listen, Hook is 28-1. and I'm giving Hook a championship match, and that is the basis of why this match is happening. At least he gave an explanation. Now, nobody really understood why Hook, of all people, was getting a championship match. But here we are. A lot of people made fun of it. A lot of people kind of, you know, shrugged their shoulders at it. But you got to give Tony Khan credit, man. When Tony Khan wants to prove himself and prove that he does things, certain things, better than what WWE does. Tonight, he knocked it out of the fucking park. I mean, I don't know why WWE did Seth Rollins, Jinder Mahal. With the outcome of that match on Monday, there was absolutely no fucking reason why the match should have taken place because there was no cash in. It's not leading to another match between the two. It was just something that they put on TV to fill a void for whatever reason. The match was fucking terrible. There was one near fall that I thought was decent. Outside of that, the match was awful. So we go to AEW, and we get this match happening, and it's like, oh, man, I hope they can really deliver a good main event. But step-by-step, step, AEW delivered these perfectly shot, beautiful vignettes of Hook in and around New York City. He was in St. Mark's Place. He was in Red Hook, Brooklyn. I mean, I think the last one we saw on Twitter, he was in St. Mark's Place in Manhattan. Snow was coming down. I always love a snowy day in New York City, man, especially when the city is, like, kind of empty and it feels, like, not, you know, full of life. I, f- I love when New York City feels lifeless during that time of the year, man. It's just there's something majestic about it. He filmed this great vignette. He's eating a slice of pizza. And he just comes off like a fucking stud. And they were promoting the match on social media. Tony Khan put his backing behind it. They gave this match commercial free. And then we get the the, the match and the story in the match. There was no losers here. Like I said in the beginning, Joe looked like a fucking animal. Hook looked like the toughest son of a bitch walking the locker room. And he lost, but he looked fucking unbelievable. That was probably his best match to date. In AEW. They didn't overstay their welcome. The match went, what, eight minutes or so, nine minutes? Perfectly timed. The the crowd, the atmosphere, the energy, it felt like a fucking big time main event. It felt like a pay-per-view level main event. I don't know if they could have booked this thing any more perfect, man. And I may be, you know, a, a little uh a little excited about it, but it deserves the praise because it was that fucking good. I don't know where they go with hook now. And that's the question: What does Tony Khan do with Hook from this point on? That that's something that we have to really examine and wait for. But I mean, up until this point, man, I I can't really say anything negative about the match. I think they hit a fucking grand slam tonight.
2: Yeah, the match was fantastic, man. So, you know, where do they go with Hook? There's all, there's nowhere to go but down. When exactly. you've had a match like this, I mean, there's there's nowhere else to go but there. what. What is he going to do? What could he possibly do that's going to end up being better than the main event of Dynamite against the world champion. There's nothing.
1: Unless they keep him floating around in the main event scene and he teams with Paige against Joe and Swerve. I don't really care for that because no, Swerve wants that. the world title and that's just too WWE-esque. Can they coexist? You know, we don't want to no, see that. No, but, that I mean, does he hang fit. around
2: those guys for a little bit? That doesn't, that doesn't fit here. He has, no. he has nothing to do with this story. He's only here because of the record that is now blemished even more. Um he, he he does not fit into this scenario. Hangman and swerve and Joel swallow up Hook. He has yeah. he has no business in the in that view. Yeah. So, but it was a great showing. Um, you know, I, I think I think TK put on a lot of un unnecessary and unjust pressure on Hook in this situation. You could look you know? at it that way, yeah. I mean, it, it really, it really was. It, it, the, the, the spot alone was a lot of pressure, and Tony Khan made it no better for this poor fucking guy. No better for him than all of the drama he he ended up pushing behind it on, on social media. So it was almost a lose-lose situation for Hook because he was never going to put up um, the kind of performance that was warranted for all of the drama that came along with it. But with that being said, you know, he looked great. And he looked great because Joe made sure that he looked great. You know, he didn't go out there and pussyfoot around with him. Joe went out there and beat the holy hell out of that guy. I'm really concerned about the back of Hook's neck on that announce table.
1: Um, Yeah, that was ridiculous.
2: That was really, 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 really bad. I mean, I really hope that it, it did not hurt as much as it looked like it did. You know, it's not even the mentioning everything else. Joe just put a little extra sauce on all of it, man. He, I mean, you can tell it. It would, it, I mean, and that's normally what they do. That's, that, that's what the old schoolers would do when they want to get a match, some heat that just has none. You know, I mean, they, they'll they'll make up, it, they'll make up for it in the ring. And from the moment Joe's music hit, the moment he came trotting down that aisle, everything Joe did was to add a little extra sauce on it to make everything look better. That's all for hook. It's off hook when he when he hit him with that, uh table spot right away. Joe stopped and took a lap around the ring to strut and to show off that gave the refs and the doctors time to check on this fucking poor guy, because my God, that really looked bad.
1: Yeah, so, uh, it was at that point. I think you texted me and um, it, it kind of felt like they were going in a direction storyline wise for the match itself, where Joe was just going to completely dominate this kid and beat the living shit out of him to a point where Hook just does not give up, and he keeps asking for more and more, and Joe has given it to him. And you said last week, I wonder if Taz is going to get involved and step in and stop the fucking savage beatdown on his son. And I thought yeah. that's exactly where they were going with that. I would have loved to see that play out because I thought it would have fit perfectly here, but they did not go and do that. But... um You know, I thought that was the whole vibe of what was going on here. So, uh, I mean, that was a good call on you because it certainly felt like that they were doing that tonight.
2: So, so yeah, so it it almost would. I mean, I get it. So my first reaction was, well, they, well, Taz wants Hook to go out there and be a man and stand on his own and everything else, which is fine. But then they send Hangman out to go do the job that Taz should have done. So now my initial thought is, why does Heyman give more of a shit about Hook than his father does who's sitting there 15 feet away from him?
1: Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> the, Taz is the type of father that uh, is going to let his son learn his own lessons. Yeah. He's not going to step it? in and get in his son's way, man. His son wants to do it his own way. Taz is going to respect that. I, I I get that, and I, I can appreciate that but I, I was
2: i was more or less looking at the moment itself you know it make it would make joe look like more of a killer it would make hook look like someone who is too stupid to know when it's time to give up you know he wants to keep fighting and it would take his experienced father to come out there and say look man you you fought the the valiant fight but if you don't let it go now you know your career is going to get cut short joe's a fucking killer you need to you need to quit so and, and I mean I, I I figured that'd be the place they would go, but in a way they just kind of did it in a different way with Hangman, you know. Which then I I saw Hangman come out I'm like, oh good, somebody back there wanted to stop the beating. I look over at Taz, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? This is your son, man. I mean, come on. I understand wanting, but but the match is over. That's the thing. The match is over. When the match is over, and then Joe comes back into the ring. Now it's no longer a competitive competition. You know, now it's, you know, I mean, you're fucking with my son. And I mean, I don't say go out there and and do something to beat Joe, but I would go out there and try to plead with him just to keep that, that, that integrity with hook. Like I was never going to fucking give up. You know, my dad couldn't take me, you know, getting beat down after the bell for so long and that I got to respect, but I wasn't going to give up, but it's fine. It, it all came out fine. It worked out fine. Um, looked like Hangman gave a shit. I mean, he could have sat there and waited, but he didn't want to, you know. But Hook looked great. The match was great. Joe is still a killer, and he's still a world champion. So that's everything. That's how everything should be.
1: Hopefully, Hook is uh, slowly but surely, you know, at his own pace, moving up and getting. And he's going to get more opportunities because uh, I certainly think he's uh, he's earned it after tonight. And I, I want to say this: no, no matter how great the main event match was, I know a lot of people tend to criticize a lot of what Tony Khan does, and there are things about the AEW product that are not anywhere close to where they need to be. But what he does, that I think he does better than anybody, is he... And and like Jesse said, I do think that he put Hook in an unnecessary situation where he had to deliver tonight, because if he didn't deliver, you know, it would have been a shit show on social media. But Tony Khan believes in his roster so much, and he's got, you know at least the feeling. I know he's got to have the feeling of like I got one hell of a fucking roster. I could I could send anybody out there at any given moment and they're going to make the company look fucking good. He trusted Hook enough to put him in that situation. And there's just there's just a vibe around something like this. It's almost it's almost as if Joe and, and Hook and they are Two guys that remained quiet on social media, saw saw everything that was going on, heard all the words on social media through, being thrown back and forth, and they remained quiet. They remained locked in their own fucking padded cells, and they came out and said, you know what? You guys want to talk shit? You can talk your shit, but when we get down to the fucking crunch time and the bell rings, we're going to make you all look fucking stupid. And there's just an air, you know, about AEW where... They are so good at putting on matches like this where I don't think WWE can even, especially on a Monday night or a Friday night, I don't think they can deliver a type of match like this with the energy that we felt tonight. It, it just feels so fucking laid out and produced and, and formulaic. It, it's almost as if Jinder and Seth Rollins, no way, shape, or form could have been, you know, in any situation to deliver, to, to deliver this type of main event on Monday night. It's almost as if they didn't really give a shit. You know, these guys actually went out there and gave a shit. So I appreciate that. And I saw that sense of urgency and I saw that that desire to go out there and make people look wrong. And that's exactly what they did tonight.
2: They did. And 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 like you said, I could appreciate that. I like the sense of urgency. Yeah. I like the it, everyone from the commentary team, they all went out of their way to make sure it had that big fight feel, you know. And again, these are a whole, it's a whole slew of people trying to go out there and try to make better what TK kind of stuck everyone in the middle of, you know, so but at the end of the day it all came together, you know, everyone looked better for it. You know, a, a match with the world champion in the main event. It's never gonna be a bad thing for hook. So you can't say it's a bad thing. Just the untimed it's like it's an untimely thing. It just should have been done differently and a little bit better. That's all.
1: Yeah. We are gonna get into the rest of the show, guys. There's a lot to talk about. Christian Cage defended the TNT championship against Dustin Rhodes. We are going to go over the six man tag team titles of Ring of Honor. They were on the line tonight. Mogul Embassy defended against Bullet Club Gold. We don't know why, but we will go over that and a a hopeful direction there on where we're going there with now two sets of six man tag team titles on the AEW brand. I, I don't understand that. Hopefully, we'll try and make sense of that a little bit later. Roderick Strong challenged Orange Cassidy for the International Championship, and we have six weeks of build for the International Championship, which may be the first time in the title's history where we have this long of a stretch for a story to develop for that championship that will lead to a match between the two on pay-per-view at Revolution. It's amazing. All right, I think I fixed my camera. Go ahead and zoom me back up. Oh, you're good. You're good. I did it already. You did? Yeah, let me see if I could fix you... uh... Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's better. There you go, man. Yeah. I had you zoomed in already, anyway, just to find, round out the corners, but now you look normal. All right, there we go. Good. So, yeah, Roderick Strong and Orange Cassidy, international title will be on the line of revolution. We'll talk about that. Adam Cole hyped up Wardlow, which I don't think will last very long. <laughs> uh, and we will talk about Tony Khan actually giving us a tag team match within the division. Between two tag teams tonight. Wow, man. It's I feel like it's the first time we got that in weeks, months tonight, man. So TK was cooking tonight and we'll go over that as well. Don't forget the most important thing tonight, man. We got a
2: we got a pretty much a uh a, a,
1: a shoot interview from the Bucks. And we will go over the young Bucks, man. I listen, I'm not a big fan right now of Matt and Nick Jackson, but what they did tonight was fucking fantastic stuff right i, I, I love it man you know I a lot of some, the, people are going to criticize what they did and how they're going to come off and they're going to pretend like yeah let's lean into it so we look like the good guys here in this situation i'm sure i'm sure that's coming for both of them but why not lean into it why yeah. not just yeah, lean dude. into it and just embrace the hate man i it, love it at
2: the end of the day this is better than trying to ignore it and make yes. us think that this shit never happened
1: yes absolutely So we'll go over that as well. Thank you guys for joining us on the post show tonight. We got 1,800 in here. People still filing on in. Sit down, open up a beverage, enjoy what we got here on Off the Script. Follow us on social media, at JD from NY206. X, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. You guys can follow Jesse as well, at Smart on X. Jesse's also on YouTube. You guys can click his his name at the top of the description. It'll take you right to his YouTube page. He did cover TNA, Hard to Kill, on Saturday. I did watch the show. I thought it was an enjoyable three hours. There's a lot to like about that roster. Though I will say, Jesse, I didn't really notice any change from what Impact was to what TNA is. I just felt like it was the same production and the same... same, I would say product, but the, so energy, what,
2: what exact, the say, energy what exactly when you say what exactly is it that you I mean are you looking for like Chris Benoit to come falling out of the fucking sky or something? What exactly is it that you're looking for when you say change is what you're looking for?
1: What the exactly way it's shot, think? the way it shot, the way the vignettes are shot, something man. I don't I
2: don't know. You want you want it to look more like WWE, is that it? Well they
1: got the money to do so, right?
2: Everything does not need to be as polished as WWE, man. I, I, I think it looks gritty and... and, and Gritty's good.
1: All shoes. I'm saying is there's no difference from TNA to Impact. Okay. That's all I'm saying. They've been making a lot of waves and splashes, man. They are, shoes, man. Listen, man. it was a good show. I actually, I watched three hours of Impact uninterrupted, man. Give me a break. <laughs> TNA, give me a break.
2: <laughs> man, it was... For for, for for someone who doesn't watch the product regularly, it was a good wrestling show. It was a no, very good wrestling show. It,
1: it was. It really was. I, and I, so it, I will tell you this, man. ABC is fucking fantastic. I love both of those guys. So good. ABC, ABC and the Rascals are, are like
2: New Day and the Usos in their prime in TNA right now, man.
1: Absolutely. Chris Bay and Ace uh, Ace Austin are fucking unbelievable, man. Love those guys.
2: Yes. And absolutely.
1: then uh, and then Nick Nemeth. I, I love him too. Always loved him. He's he's gonna he's gonna kill it. So. That's
2: gonna be big, man. Yeah. That, that That's going to be big for them. I, I, I think for, for a little bit, the very least, we're going to get to see a stretch of what Dolph can do when when the handcuffs are off. Yeah. You know, you know, the last thing they wanted him to do back at the other place was outshine and overshadow whoever it was he was performing with. His job was to make someone else look better. Yeah. And now it's his time to look better. What the hell is going
1: on my Please guy? run Camera Hub to use Elgato virtual camera. What's going on there, bro? I haven't touched anything. I've been sitting there talking. Yeah, I don't know, man. My Elgato camera went out too when I was uh, upstairs in the bar, man. I don't know what happened. But anyway, I'll, uh, you fix that. I'll keep, uh, I'll keep us rolling here. Uh, right. Make sure you guys go follow him on YouTube as well. Click the link in the description. It'll take you it right to his channel. Hit that thumbs up, man. Let's try for 750 likes. Right here on OTS this evening for the AW Dynamite Post. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. I've been busy this week. We were live on Monday with Raw. Drew and I were live with episode 30 of TNT. Go check that out. And there's a bunch of extra content as well. Updating you on the news and rumors during the week. Go check all that stuff out on the homepage. And tonight we're sponsored by my great friends over at Magic Minds. Make sure you guys go check them out. I left a link down in the description, and I pinned Magic Mind and the promo code and the unique link in the live stream chat. Go and check them out. Love them. MagicMind.com. You can use that code JDNY at checkout. There's some great, great savings on Magic Mind. All right, look good to go here. I think you look good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, We're going to start off, ladies and gentlemen, with Christian Cage against Dustin Rhodes for the TNT Championship. Now, I know I'm a very vocal uh, voice here in the community, man. I don't really pull any punches. I say what I want to say. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. But I will say this. I could easily sit here and shit on this match for the fact that it's happening for a variety of reasons. One, Christian Cage did not want to give out championship matches to basically anybody it was his mission statement when he won the tnt title yet here we are dustin rose hasn't really done anything to earn or deserve a tnt championship match against christian cage i think the last time we saw him maybe he won something on a rampage or collision i don't really remember sorry he just got beat up by by swerve yes exactly he lost to swerve at world's end i don't know why i think he wrestled on collision i don't know who he wrestled it is what it is uh, he wrestled Willie Mack. He beat Willie Mack. Oh my goodness. Ah, he beat Willie okay. Mack. Well, he give gets him a title a ch- shot. And let's give him a championship match. Anyway, those two reasons, I mean, I could sit in and shit all over it. But at least they gave you a lead-in to this match where they cut a promo on collision. I watched collision. Christian Cage made fun of Dusty and not him, uh, you know, and him not being around. And, you know, they never called Dustin a legend like they do Dusty. Whatever the case may be. There was a little lead-in to to this match tonight on, on Dynamite. But at the end of the day, Christian Cage is at the top of his fucking game right now doing the best work of his career. He is an absolute professional in that ring. Nothing he does looks bad. Nothing. He is so fucking good at what he does. The matches are great. The heat's great. He's just must watch. Jesse, this was a banger to open the show, and... You know Dustin moves a little slower. Dustin's not really uh, as nimble as it used to be, but you know at his age, bro, he's still fucking chugging along and he's still delivering quality quality matches. This was a great match to open the show
2: the match the match was was um I would say it's like it was as advertised you yeah. know um I would never you know foresee Dustin being involved in a bad match. I mean the guy can' just go he's ageless. You know, um, he may not be the focal point of of what AEW should be trying to produce right now, as far as in ring uh, work goes. But at the end of the day, I mean, Justin's great, man. I'm I, I'm I'm one. I hope that he spends the rest of his career here, um, trying to help mold and and train the the up and coming generation of pro wrestlers uh, that we deal with today. Yeah, um, I have a little bit of a hot take. Christian Cage, as far as his in-ring work, like you just said, I mean, right on point. The guy's great right now. Um, I wouldn't have him wrestle unless it was, you know, something that built from a storyline or something like pay-per-view level, things like that. And I'll explain why. I mean, just the, 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 the unlucky string of injuries, first and foremost, that AEW's been getting is ridiculous. So when you have somebody like Christian Cage who is killing it for you right now and not from his in ring work, Christian Cage can show up on every show with a microphone and give me what I want from him every week. You know, he can be out there with Nick Wayne on the microphone. He can be backstage with Nick Wayne and mama Wayne and everything like that with the microphone and the segment will be gold, you know, You don't have to risk running him in the ring and getting him hurt. I mean, again, because he is money without even fucking wrestling, man, without even wrestling. The guy can be here every week telling us about how Luchasaurus should be doing this and doing that, and Nick Wayne should be doing this and doing that, how the people needs to shut the fuck up and let him conduct his business and all this other shit. That's money to me. I don't need to see him wrestle. And then when it is time for him to wrestle, oh my God, even better. So now you're getting a return on Christian Cage and you're not necessarily running the risk of him getting unnecessarily hurt. I love it.
1: Yeah, uh, he's definitely one of those guys that falls into that category where I don't want to see him wrestle these nothing matches if he doesn't have to. Same thing I mentioned when I was talking about this particular topic on Tuesday night with, uh, with Andrew Baydala. He He enjoyed um, he enjoyed Dynamite last week, and that's his opinion, obviously. I did not. We we went back and forth on the topic as to why I didn't like it and why he liked it. And then I mentioned, you know, Copeland wrestling in that eight-man tag last week. And he said, yeah, you know, he wanted to wrestle in Daly's Place. Great. That's fine. He could wrestle in Daly's Place. Adam Copeland could do whatever the fuck he wants as far as I'm concerned. But then, then we show up on Saturday night, and Adam Copeland's in the ring with Lee Moriarty, and Adam Copeland's doing these open challenges, and then... Has nothing to do with Christian Cage. And then Christian's cutting this promo on Dustin and nothing to do with Adam Copeland. We get through this match tonight and he wins, does Christian, retains the title, and we don't see Adam Copeland. So why, why are there three particular instances where we have no Christian and Adam Copeland in the same ring, building slowly to their third match, which we all know is coming at Revolution? Why, why is that? And I said, why is Adam Copeland wasting an appearance doing an open challenge against Lee Moriarty on Collision when nobody gives a shit and nobody's watching Collision on a Saturday night? I don't, I don't really like that. Do I want to see more of Adam Copeland? Sure. I'm grateful that Adam Copeland is here and still thriving at his age in this profession. But do I want him to wrestle a nothing match and, and then he gets hurt as well like Jesse said about Christian Cage? No, that's the, that's the one thing in, my, in the back of my mind. Why are we yeah. risking? Why are we playing with fire? Is what I yeah. want to know. Yeah, I didn't
2: know that was the case. I I, I was busy with Hard to Kill on Saturday. Yeah,
1: well, he wrestled Lee Moriarty on Saturday. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm, I'm assuming that Adam Copeland has a a, a very strict number of dates. Uh, why are we? Why why would we waste one right here? I mean, they should be precious. They should be used sparingly. This, like you said, this does not seem like it needed to be.
1: No, it didn't need to be because Lee Moriarty's not going anywhere. He's on Ring of Honor. If he was going to be positioned as an AEW mid-level guy and you wanted to get him in there to work with Copeland, great. But where does he go after that match? Right back to catering in Ring of Honor. I mean, it's a waste of fucking time. You know?
2: Yeah, I I, I, I don't get that one. But,
1: But, you know, I digress. Uh, No Copeland on Saturday. No Copeland last week. No Copeland here tonight. In regards to Christian Cage, it's almost as if they put pause on the angle. So, we'll pick up after the commercial break. Before the commercial, Cage is fighting off a superplex. He sends Rhodes to the floor, followed by a dive off the top rope to the floor. So, we go to commercial break. Cage is in control, and he dodged a cross-body attempt from Dustin, but Dustin avoided a top rope headbutt from Christian then we get both guys going back and forth, slugging it out. And Rhodes hits a Manhattan drop and a signature running bulldog for two. So Dustin avoided an eye poke and a slingshot um, and slingshot cage uh, into the corner where Dustin then wanted to go for his uh, unnatural kick where he uh, positions his opponent on the second turnbuckle and then does the whole uh, gold dust spiel. Uh but Cage got free. Shattered Dreams. Shattered Dreams. There you go. There you go. Uh Rhodes responded with a drop down punch. Co red for two and then teased the dive, but Cage cut him off with a right hand. And then Cage goes up to the top rope quickly from the outside. Back inside with a frog splash, and he gets a two-count near fall. So Christian then grabbed the TNT title because he was very upset, couldn't put Dustin away. He argued with Aubrey, who was the referee in this match. And she took the title as Dustin had a visible cradle pin. But Nick Wayne sees Aubrey arguing with Christian. He gets into the ring. Little reversal there. Rhodes kicks out at a two. So Rhodes kicks out. He starts baby-facing up, hulking up. He wanted a bulldog. Cage dodged. He went for the uh, second rope. And at this point, Rhodes took Cage... And he did deliver the Shattered Dreams. And and, and Taz, if I put in my notes, and Taz said it was Yam Bag City for Christian Cage. Wow. Taz, Taz, said, Taz said Dustin took Christian Cage to Yam Bag City, man. I love it. Wow.
2: It's like Dick Kick City, man.
1: Unbelievable, cool. man. And so we're after a superplex spot. here. Rhodes hits a crossroads for a very close three count. Uh, Nick Wayne tripped up Dustin. Cage took the ref again. Rhodes fought off a kill switch, Block Wayne's world into a Canadian destroyer on the floor, which looked fucking great. Dustin doing Canadian destroyers. How old is he, man? 56, 57 years old? He's still doing Something. Canadian destroyers? Guys, ageless. Him and our truth. Yeah. So Rhodes is back inside. He missed a corner charge. This allowed Christian to the spear and a kill switch. Dustin kicked out. Rhodes then flipped off Cage. Another kill switch by Christian, and that was enough for the win. Great match. I was just disappointed yeah. with the fact that we didn't see Adam Copeland out here because that's the story, and, you know, AEW has to do a better job, and this is one of my complaints about this match. You know, I said I could sit here and pick apart why this match is happening, why Dustin's getting a title match, why there's no build, why it's a random match when Christian said he wasn't going to put the title on the line. As soon as Christian won, Jesse. We went almost immediately before you could even blink, right to the next segment. And Renee, it was interviewing Swerve. It's like, can you let the fucking wind breathe? They just give you twenty fucking minutes, and he defended yeah. the TNT title, which right now is positioned as the second most important title in the company based on who's feuding over it. And they just go right, right to Renee. It's like it's almost as if they didn't give a shit. He just won the match.
2: Yep, they're trying to cram everything in. Move on. You know, uh, honestly, what I would have done now that I see what played out and how that played out, you know, in vain of I'm not having Christian Cage go out there and wrestle. It's like unnecessarily like this. I would have booked the match. Um, but then as it got down to the match, I got Christian sending Nick Wayne in there to, to do the match. Because like you just said, he's not giving away title matches for no reason. If you can beat Nick Wayne, then maybe I'll consider giving you a title match. They can do the match. They can have Nick Wayne, no strutted stuff, do his thing. Maybe he wins clean sometimes. Maybe he's about to lose, and then Christian comes in and interferes and 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 gets him to win so he doesn't have to defend his title. They can run with that for quite a few weeks, man. Yeah. I mean, I would do something like that that keeps him relevant, that keeps him on the microphone, and that gives Nick Wayne more time in the ring.
1: Yeah. So, so that's just me. I don't mind a title match for Christian as long as it's a warranted and deserved title match. Dustin didn't do anything to get this yeah. championship match. Though it was a great match tonight, and I'm, I'm giving him his praise and his flowers, I'm just saying the story really wasn't there based on what we've seen up until this point outside of a promo on AEW Collision Saturday night. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I hope that we get to continue the feud between Copeland and and Christian, and we get those wheels moving because after what happened at World's End, you know, for the amount of time we have not mentioned what happened here, two weeks now, it's like, now I know we got six weeks till the pay-per-view, but you, you got you to gotta give me a dash of pepper in that pasta sauce or something, you know, Just season it up a little bit. You know, keep, t- keep telling that story. You know, you can't take two weeks off for something that important. It's ridiculous. Renee. She interviewed Swerve Strickland backstage. Swerve is wearing eyeliner. He's got eye makeup on, but uh, there's a good reason for that because Swerve has always kind of played off of uh, himself being a, uh, a Joker-esque villain. So I, I quite like the look that he's going with here. And we've always praised Jesse and I, his uh, facial expressions, his body language, and his mannerisms. He's just fucking on point with all that shit. And that's exactly what he did here. She asked for his thoughts on Samoa Joe and Hook later on, and said he's got his eyes on the world title. Good. It's the one thing that he should be focusing on, and that's the World Heavyweight Championship. Swerve said he's laser-focused on the title now after being preoccupied with the Continental Classic. Good. Let us know how preoccupied uh, you were and now what your main focus is, because that's in the rearview mirror. Good stuff. He says he didn't win the tournament, but he's the one that people are talking about. Again, Thank you for pointing that out. Nobody else is talking about anybody else in that tournament. They're not even talking about Eddie Kingston. They're talking about Swerve still. So you see the impact he made in that tournament. He says he's the most dangerous man going after the move the, the most coveted prize in the industry. Renee brought up Hangman Page. So at this point, Jesse, I wanna I wanna pinpoint this to everybody in the chat. Swerve was very smiley. He, he's smiling, he's got the eyeliner, he looks, he looks fucking Happy to be there. Soon as Renee mentioned Hangman, that frown was showcased. Man, he he, his whole demeanor changed when Hangman's name was mentioned. Man, I love the dynamic between these two. Yeah,
2: these these guys are. They they're starting to form this. They're gonna fight forever type
1: feel. This Batman and Joker like feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just
2: feels like that's just gonna be. Clearly, we're headed for a triple threat match at the pay per view. Um, I'm here for it. Um, who wins? I don't know. Like I like I said not that long ago. It I for some reason I sincerely feel like Joe is a transitional champion here. Um, and I think the goal is to get that title onto Swerve during um MJF's absence. I think that I think this is the time for Swerve to get his time um as champion. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I mean, I, I again, who knows. Maybe Hangman wins. Maybe this is Hangman's reward for putting Swerve over. And then once Hangman wins, then they can easily do Swerve versus Hangman for that title for, for Swerve to get it. You know, who knows? Um, I don't know. But I tell you what, I like where this is going. They're, they're slowly building up a new a new um long term story being told right here between Swerve and Hangman and Joe.
1: Yeah, I think your uh, assessment is correct in regards to Swerve. I think right now is the opportune time to put the championship on him. And I mean that in no disrespect to Samoa Joe at all because we love Samoa Joe. But he does feel like right now he fits into that transitional champion role. And, you know, we all know we all we don't really know when MJF is coming back and when MJF is going to be back on TV. It could be it could be three months. It could be six months. It could be a fucking whole year. We don't we don't know. But when Adam Cole gets back, you all know he's going after the world championship and you got to start thinking ahead. Samoa Joe, Adam Cole. That makes sense just based off the fact that they did business together with the Devil Reveal at World's End. That makes sense. So I could see Joe retaining the title and then moving on to Adam Cole, but I don't think that's the direction that they should go in. Nor do I see that being the direction that they go in. Could I see Adam Cole and Adam Page again? Sure, but I don't think Adam Page is going to get anywhere close to the world championship in this this whole situation because it's about positioning Swerve as the guy. Now you do Swerve and Adam Cole potentially – but I don't think Adam Cole's going to be ready at that point because they're setting up Wardlow. So like Jesse said, I think Swerve winning the championship, going through Wardlow, and then we get to Adam Cole, I think that's the play. So we go from Swerve, he beats Wardlow, because Adam Cole's prepping him for the world title. Adam Cole doesn't really want him to win the world championship. Wardlow is going to have a short shelf life in that group anyway. Then we go to Swerve Cole, and then when Cole wins the championship from Swerve, I think we go back to the MJF story when he's fully healed, and then... We get that played out. I think that's the roadmap that we're building here.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I do believe so. Um, I, It I feels like that they are definitely trying to get, um, get Swerve's sort of title run in while Max is out, and so they can, like you said, they can end up transitioning, you know, back over to Max and, and Cole at that point and everything else. You know, it sucks to say, like you said, I, I mean, I, I love Joe, especially Joe as champion. Joe as champion is, is always the right call. Whatever your promotion is, um, it just feels like for this for this particular reign right now, um, it, it just seems like it's going to be a transitional run because they have so many guys who are who are deserving of that title. None more than Sawyer Strickland right now.
1: Yes, uh, there's two things in the chat I want to pinpoint. Number one, Will Osprey. Uh, yes, he's coming in next month. I do not know where he fits in. I'm not fitting him in right now because he's no. not on TV. No, guys, you're will not going to take Will Ospreay no. and immediately plug him into the world championship situation no. because he's got to build himself up.
2: Yeah, guys, Osprey's coming in. That's great. Osprey will not be sniffing world title in, in 2024. No, uh, he has time. We'll get there. And he has plenty of things to do that does not need a title involved for the time being. So Osprey will be just fine.
1: Yeah, th- th- there's a lot of there's a lot of political nonsense that could happen there. Yeah, imagine bringing in Jay White because Jay White had just as big, if not bigger, you know, influence overseas for New Japan. You know, compare that to Will Osprey. You know, if Jay White came in immediately and got a world championship match, that's not the right way to go about jay white will osprey is not going to come in and get the championship match that everybody thinks he deserves because he's will osprey jay white didn't get it why would will osprey get it jay white has to build his uh, his credibility up he's got to build his equity up to the national tv audience here in america so does will osprey no matter how great he is no matter how big of a name he is in the world of pro wrestling yeah the aw dynamite faithful are gonna know who will osprey is but how about everybody else and how's that going to look to Jay White if if Will Osprey comes in? Yeah, we're going to put you in the world title program. No, you can't do that. Why? Why, no. why would you do that? No.
2: Yeah, I, I think Kenny Omega will be world champion again before we um, start looking at a a Will Osprey run. So we get we got time.
1: Yeah. Get time. Listen, I, I mean, Will Osprey doesn't need to wrestle for the world championship at Wembley. Give me Osprey and Brian at Wembley. You're going to fucking complain. Yeah. Or uh, Osprey and anybody really. Osprey and Jay White, Osprey and Hangman, Osprey and Eddie Kingston. Something. Who gives a shit? He doesn't these wrestle for the world title. No. You want to use Osprey, put him in a fucking continental title match. Put him in an international title match. Get those yeah. titles where they need to be. Well, Ospreay's the guy to do that.
2: Yeah, I I I could see I could see Osprey coming in and for the majority of the year. Um, just going around shaking hands and kissing babies and everything else and then going in the all-in and have a match earlier on in the card. And then at the end of the main event, when it's all said and done, have an Osprey come out and attack the champion and then build into that feud going forward. Yeah. You know, that would be kind of awesome. But I don't think we need to – we don't need to set up uh, Osprey for right now. He's here. We got him. You no, know, don't worry. We'll get there. We have plenty of stories to tell to lead up to that.
1: And the other thing in the chat, somebody said, why do we need a triple threat match between Paige, Swerve, and Joe? Because you cool. got to protect Joe. Hangman's there to add credibility and legitimacy to the match because of the, di- of the dynamic that he has with Swerve. And I'm sure it'll be a great match uh, with him involved and-, and Joe as well. And, and if Swerve is going to win the world championship, he's certainly not going to pin Joe. You want to protect Joe. So, uh, hangman, I think, would be the fall man in that case.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean I'm, that's such a weird question. What do you mean? Why do we need it? I mean, it, well, what else is Hangman going to do if he's not involved here? Why do we need anything? I mean, why do we need any man? I mean, why do we need it? I mean, it's 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 the right direction to go. I don't understand the why do we need it. It's not like he's being forced. It's not like it's it's not like the story is not making sense. The story is making complete sense.
1: Yeah, Osprey will main event in Wembley for the title. No, he won't. No, he, he doesn't won't. need to main event Wembley for the title. Uh, a match with Brian or someone of oh, that caliber won't. is going to be a main event regardless. Stop, guys. No, Stop.
2: No, please. he won't. If Osprey main events at All In, I'm telling you guys, right now, right after that, JD will come in here with no hat on and Drew will be here with no fucking shirt
1: on if that happens. <laughs> right Listen, now. Listen, man, I'm not coming on here without my hat on again, man. Seriously. Not doing it. I feel naked. <laughs> At least Drew was half naked, legitimately, man. I, I, just, mean, I just felt naked.
2: You guys are a couple of fucking idiots, dude. There's no way I'm making a one-sided bet like that.
1: Listen, man, it was all for the sake of CM Punk. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, Swerve said, uh, Hangman can beat anyone except for him. He's he's out there complimenting Hangman in his previous title run and his big wins. He says he defeated him twice already, so he's got nothing more to gain or prove by wrestling him again. Well, he's got to go through him at least to get to the world title, because Hangman ain't gonna let that man anywhere close as long as he's breathing. Yeah, yeah, man. It's because I, I could see, I could see Hangman taking the pin in in
2: in in that match. Um, it would only be like a, it'd be like a, a icing on that cake. He already beat him twice, and then he pinned him for the world title and everything else. Yep. You know, also, I can see Joe taking that pin. Yep. Because then, Hangman can say, you might be world champion, but you didn't beat me. You beat Joe.
1: Renee, she interviewed somebody that fans aren't really fond of nowadays. No, it's not, it's, rare not form it's, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. It's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho backstage about the tag team match that happened on Battle of the Belts on Saturday, which I thought was a great match. Probably the best Battle of the Belts title match That we've seen in all iterations of Battle of the Belts. Thought it was great. Jericho said the Don Callis family cost them to lose on Saturday night. He says he beat Takeshita a month ago in Japan. But that doesn't mean as much anymore after what he did to him on Saturday. So I thought we were going to get a setup for a Jericho Takeshita match. Which I'm assuming they'll probably build towards the pay-per-view. Which I have no problem with at all. So that is fucking great. I think that's a great spot for both guys to be in. Matt Seidel of all guys, just randomly walks into frame and he told Jericho he's overreacting and to get over the loss and he needs to get back on track and get in the ring with someone who he has uh, lost to before, like me. Jericho says maybe they need to do that on Rampage right here in North Charleston. Be careful what you wish for. I'll see you on Friday.
2: What is it with these we will set up a match during a promo segment in a matter of 15 seconds what what
1: what is what is this thought process they do this every goddamn week it feels like first of all why why is matt Seidel just hanging out in the corner listening to a chris jericho promo waiting what, for what, chris jericho was he was what, what is that
2: was he randomly walking down the hall saw a promo and then decided to go and offer a they do it with orange. Why do they? Why this, this? makes no sense. I'm gonna sit here and talk to Renee. You're gonna come interrupt, and and we're just gonna start a beef just like that. That's how it starts. No, that you can't keep doing when you do the same thing over and over. It gets stale. It gets boring. and That makes us look into it a little bit more, more than we really should. All right. It just keeps the same thing keeps happening. It makes no sense. Just because Matt Sylle decided to come interrupt Jericho doesn't mean it makes sense. It makes it makes no sense at all.
1: Yeah, I see. Uh, I see these social justice warriors on social media, man. They want nothing to do with Chris Jericho anymore. Okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even entertaining that. Shit. Uh, uh, I'm it's, 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 it's ridiculous. I know it's just yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. I I will, I will say this: I find it funny how AEW needs to conceal Chris Jericho now behind a tape rampage, and they won't put him. Live in the ring with a microphone right now. They won't put him live in the ring to wrestle a live match on Dynamite. You know, it's, it's, it's fucking stupid. It, it, it really is. And I feel bad for all parties involved, really. But AEW is going to conceal Jericho matches up until Revolution behind Rampage where they can, you know, obviously manipulate the volume and the crowd and the chants and all this other shit and mask everything that's going on. It's it's kind of lame. It, it really is, and I feel I feel bad for Jericho. I feel bad for you know the uh, the parties that were involved in this situation. I feel bad for Sammy Guevara. You know it's it sucks. But a Jericho to catch the match sounds like a banger match for the pay per view. So I'm here for that.
2: Is Sammy hurt? I'm hearing that Sammy got hurt.
1: Is he hurt? He fell off scaffolding. He did well, a Shane McMahon on uh, on Battle of the Belts. I don't know
2: if they were selling that or if he got hurt, because I saw the spot. It looked pretty stiff.
1: I don't know, man. Sammy says uh, now that he had a kid with Tay that he was going to kind of calm it down and slow it down a little bit. Clearly, he uh, <laughs> really he, he went back on his New Year's resolutions already. Okay. Yeah. But that's where we're going with that. Jericho Takeshita seemingly looks like the plan for revolution. We got Penta and Commander. Against Orange Cassidy and Shrent Beretta. Oh man, uh, Tony Khan went shopping at Rentalucha, man. Oh, he's boy. got, he's got, he's got to put him on the show somewhere, man. He's got to fit him in, you know. I'm
2: convinced that was just Ray Phoenix under the mask, dude. No, Ray Phoenix walked out there. No, 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 no. That 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 was Commander in that mask. <laughs> oh, you think they switched roles? They just switched. They just they just switched.
1: Listen, you know, I don't know what you guys want me to say about this match. Was it a bad match? No, it wasn't. It was a random throwaway match that Tony Khan felt like he he, he wanted to get his Lucha Libre fix in, so he put it on the show. I don't have any any emotional investment in this, and neither does Jesse. Big fans of Penta and, and Ray Phoenix. If they get the tag team division started up right and Phoenix gets back from injury, I'd like to see the Lucha Brothers back in the tag team division because they clearly didn't do anything singles-wise. So uh, let's get that ball rolling. But this match, honestly, Jesse, meant nothing to me.
2: Well, I mean, it was them trying to... I mean, we saw we saw them trying to reestablish the tag division with Private Party and Top Flight. Yes. When actually, this was, this was the first match. It kind of just, you know... Loaded bias, but this was the first tag team match, and them trying to get the tag team division back on track. Uh,
1: yeah, you could say that. You could say that. But Orange Cassidy and Trent Beretta are not a tag team. They're they're in a faction. They're not a tag team. They're best And, friends, and, uh, yeah. and then uh, and then Lucha Brothers are Phoenix and Penta, not Penta and Commander.
2: Well, like we were just saying, I, I just said the other day, like where 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 are the Lucha Brothers? Well, Phoenix is hurt, you know, and. I was already thinking: Is that a reason to keep them off TV? Adam Cole's hurt. I mean, Adam just O'Connor? find something to do. Is, is, is to he do.
1: is he hurt? I don't know.
2: Oh, would you fucking quit it? The guy's hurt. I know he's hurt. <laughs> but yeah, just find something for them to do, and they did. They they put you know Commander out there with Penta, and they had a tag team match, and they brought out Ray Phoenix to show support. I had nothing against the match, man. I mean, I was t- I was kind of missing Lucha Brothers on TV. I, th- I thought this was a, a nice little match to just you know get them back on TV, they can um do some promo segments, some pre tapes for them, and just keep them in mind for you know Ray Phoenix's uh, injury return and stuff like that. But um, when you get guys that talented and things like that, I hate just leaving them laid to the wayside. Like 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 Pac, why is this guy just hanging around in Gorilla and not being used? If he's out there, if he's flown to the city. How about some pre-tapes? How about an interview? How about some, you know, an update of when we can see him in action? Let's keep these guys fresh on the minds of the fans.
1: What what is it? Pac?
2: Oh my God. I said all of that Tupac? shit. Tupac? What? And you waited for me to finish just so you can say that. <laughs> That's what you waited for.
1: It's Pac, man. It's Pac. Like a six pack.
2: Spell it. P A C. Now, spell pack. PAC.
1: <laughs> it's PA, it's PAC, man. It's the way you say it.
2: Is that how you spell it in New York, man?
1: Yeah, PAC. Yeah. PAC. Yeah. yeah okay. Gotcha. I'm going to send you packing if you don't shut is your it, mouth. Is its it is Tupac? It is, that, is that who you call Tupac? It's Tupac, yeah. No, it's Tupac, isn't it? Well, it's not PAC, it's PAC. All right. Spell it. (laughs) (laughs) P-A-C. That's how you spell it. P-A-C.
2: Now spell Tupac. P-A-C. There you go. Okay. My God. Anyway, why was the guy there in the back?
1: I don't know. He's hurt. In any way, Adam Cole is hurt. He's coming back though. He's gonna get medically cleared soon. That's what I last last read. I don't know. Fucking Soyboy Sap tweeted something out. I don't know. Did You see, I must have missed the vignette.
2: Did you did you see a vignette to know he's coming back? How do you know he's coming back? I don't know. I read uh, Fightful said something. Who? Who? Put the guy on TV, man. He's a star.
1: I don't know, man. I wish I had the in. You know. You got to get your news from fucking $5 a month over there. What the fuck you want me to do? Yeah, I guess so, man. Guess anyway, so. rental Luchas versus the best friends over here. Um, again, I didn't really care about this match. It was good. It was fine. It was entertaining. But it was what happened after the match that was the big story here. So we'll pick it up after a commercial break. Uh, Cassidy was in control. Commander was in a tree of woe. He escaped. Uh, he sent Beretta to the floor and launched Cassidy into the corner. Penta made the hot tag, ran wild, sling blades all over the place. He made a made-in-Japan stalling made-in-Japan on Orange Cassidy's commander. Wiped out Beretta with a dive on the outside. Beretta saved Cassidy from an assistant fear factor. Cassidy laid out Penta with a uh, tilt-a-whirl DDT. Beretta then laid into Commander with some forearms. Commander answered with multiple near falls. Penta then blindsided Trent. With a pump kick and then a follow-up step-up Canadian Destroyers. Commander hit a rope walk splash for two, uh, which Cassidy then broke up. Commander wanted a Phoenix splash, but Beretta avoided and hit a running Busaiko knee. Turned Commander inside out and then Penta tried to springboard, but Cassidy shoved his partner aside and hit a beach break. Orange Punch sent Commander into Beretta, where he hit the Crunchy. For the one, two, three. So that was it. Best friends get the victory here. Uh, I like tag team wrestling. I wish this was uh, obviously more of a tag team uh, division match. But uh, it's a taste of what hopefully will come. And they resuscitate those tag team titles. Post-match, we get Roderick Strong and the Kingdom out there. The Undisputed Kingdom's music kit, which I love their theme music. I think it's fucking great. I need this shirt. Yeah, that's a great-looking shirt, too. Uh, Strong got a microphone. He told Orange Cassidy to take his glasses off and questioned if being the international champion has become too much since he's now taking tag team matches with his best friends instead of defending his international championship. Uh, That was uh, a very good question there by Roddy. Cassidy obviously didn't take his glasses off, and Strong says he's been a fighting champion who has been willing to defend his title against anyone at any time, but what about me? Where's me? He asked if it's becoming too much. She said the belt belongs to him, so he's coming for it. Cassidy tried to yank the microphone away from Roddy, but Roddy did not let go. Fans chanted, shut the fuck up, at Roderick Strong. Strong yelled at the fans to shut up, and then Cassidy leaned in and said, listen, I'll shut him up. You want to wrestle? Let's do it right here, right now. So Orange Cassie put on his arm pad again. Strong took off his shirt and teased the match happening and then said, yeah, you know what? You know what? Why did he take off his shirt? Not right now. Why did he take off his shirt? Why did he take off his shirt? I don't know. Why? What? What's the problem? If he didn't intend on having the match, why did he go Because he the- wanted to play up to the geeks that were chanting for shut the fuck up. That's why. He's a heel, bro
2: what an asshole
1: orange (laughs) i'm leaving my shirt on why do you take your shirt off so strong said not right now fans booed him he says he'll have to wait till march 3rd revolution says he wants cassidy to live with the realization for six weeks that he's keeping the title warm for roddy Jesse, I don't know, man. Maybe Tony Khan banged his head on the uh, way to the coffee machine this morning, man. We have six weeks of a potential bill for the international championship, man. That's the first time since the title's been created. Holy I think, shit. I think Roddy should have
2: said, I'm going to leave AEW Creative with six weeks to make my match
1: interesting at the pay-per-view. Now that's the problem. What do they do for <laughs> six weeks to tell this story? Or do, they, do they tell a story for the majority of the six weeks? Or do we get this and then nothing else until the pay-per-view? I don't know, man. You know, I know. Maybe we get Trent versus uh one of the guys in Undisputed Kingdom. Maybe we get the kingdom versus the best friends. I don't know, man. What do we do here? A little mix and match of matches here leading up to the pay-per-view. What's the story gonna be? Roddy's gonna know, fucking but- monitor him from afar. Are you, are you keeping that title warm, man. That's great, man. Five weeks in now. How you doing? I don't know, but we'll probably find
2: out next week in the middle of an interview with Renee Paquette. Probably. Probably.
1: Probably. And when the match happens, I'm telling you right now, Roddy wins the title. There's absolutely no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Time to move on. Absolutely. Renee, once again, the hardest working woman in the industry, interviewed Adam Page. He's pacing back and forth backstage. She asked if his focus is on the AW world title when he said that wasn't always his primary focus. Hangman said over the last five years, no one treated it with more reverence than he did. I don't know. I think MJF would like to have a word with you, bro. Seriously. Said in 2024, he just doesn't want to win it. He wants to hold it and keep it as long as he can. Renee brought up Swerve saying that he can't beat him. Hangman said Swerve thinks a lot about him. Just like the online geeks think a lot about what we do over here, man. Move on. Too much. Uh, Hangman said Swerve thinks a lot about him, but he doesn't think about him at all. He said Samoa Joe is the champion, so that's where his focus is. He said if Hook wins tonight, God help him. I like it, simple to the point. Now he wants the world championship, and he's going to do anything he can to get it and stop Swerve in the process. Simple, love it.
2: Yeah, it 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 almost it almost tells it almost writes itself. But like we were saying back when, during the tournament, Swerve's ticket was punched. He didn't need to win that tournament. Yeah, and and. And as we can see, you know, fresh out of it, he's still he's still hot. Everybody's waiting for for Swerve's moment. It's it's gonna be a big moment, man.
1: Yeah, it is. It's gonna be a big big moment. Yeah. Um, I did not expect to shed some tears tonight on uh, on Dynamite. Now I know uh, there was uh, a couple of pictures floating around on Twitter, and you know the hashtag R I P J Briscoe was going around today and trending. Uh, I didn't realize that today was the day that we lost him one year ago to the day. And I didn't know if they had anything planned for that on tonight's show, but here we are. Uh, we got Mark Briscoe out there, and the Briscoe family made their entrance. Uh, Rick Abani, who was on commentary tonight, I love Ian Abani. I think he's fucking fantastic. I-, I swear to God, man. You know, I-, I wish Tony Khan would make him the voice of Dynamite. I just love his voice. Uh, I wish he was a free agent, man. I w- if I'm WWE, I'd pick him and scoop him up and make him the voice of, uh, of SmackDown. He- he's that good. I think he's awesome. Um... He said one year ago tonight, uh, Mark's brother, Jay, tragically passed away in a car accident. He says they're celebrating his legacy tonight. He said the oldest or his oldest niece was told she'd never walk again. But then she walked out onto the stage with her siblings. Uh, he thanked the fans, did Mark Briscoe and hugged his nephew and nieces. And uh, as soon as Mark Briscoe mentioned that he lost his brother, his partner, his best friend, One year ago today, you saw the tone in his voice, um, just kind of change. And then at that point I just started tearing up, man, listening to this guy, his whole facial expression changed. And, uh, they showed a great video package of Jay Briscoe and it was very, very well done highlights of his career through ring of honor, AEW. It was, um, it was just a beautifully done package, man. Uh, Kudos to the AEW team and Tony Khan for sliding that into the show, man. Good shit. Yeah,
2: man. Uh, it for me it was when his daughters came out. Yeah. You know, and you know to I mean it it was it was it was a nice little moment, you know. It it sucks that it happened. I have not real, I didn't realize it's been a year already. It's it's been a year, yeah. Yeah. My God, dude, but what can I say, man? It Jamin is missed, man.
1: Yeah. And uh here's to uh here's to uh Mark Briscoe. And the strength that he showed everybody over the last year, man. Uh, God knows what that man has been through. And I really, really hope. And I know Tony Khan's going to take care of him. But I really hope that Mark Briscoe finds his way on AEW television in a prominent role. He He's proved himself already with the Continental Classic. Some of the best matches out of that tournament came from Mark Briscoe. I hope that there are some creative plans for that man this year. I, I think he deserves a shot to hold some sort of championship goal this year on his own
2: he does i mean i I don't want to see it just handed to him just because so i I like that they're um letting him go through the system and let him let him earn let him earn his way through man because the guy can do just that and like you said he showed that in the tournament so um i think he'll have a job in aew for as long as, as he wants one yeah absolutely
1: Uh, Guys, we're going to talk about the Young Bucks. There was a great sit-down with Rene Paquette, and we're going to get into the Young Bucks and their explanation after last week coming out at the end of that tag team match with Sting confronting Sting and Darby Allin. But first, I want to give you guys the opportunity to to check out my sponsor for today's show, my great friends over at Magic Minds. Please click the link in the live stream chat if you guys want to go check them out. Use our promo code JDNY, and here's a quick word as we get into hour two of the AW Dynamite post right here on Off the Script. A quick word from my sponsors tonight over at Magic Mind. Guys, I got a confession to make. I am a huge coffee connoisseur. I am. I love coffee. I love a good cup of coffee. It's my kryptonite, actually, but I've come to realize that caffeine doesn't actually give you energy. It blocks the adenosine neuroreceptors in your brain and the neuroreceptors that tell you that you're tired. When the receptors unblock, one to three hours later, you experience what they call caffeine crash. Now, the matcha in Magic Mind prevents the full blocking of receptors, giving you sustainable energy without a crash. I have looked for alternatives for a very long time, man. And Magic Mind fell into my lap And it was basically love at first sight. I love this little green bottle. I drink it in the morning. I drink it before I go live to give you guys the best podcast in the entire wrestling community. I drink it before I go to the gym to give me that little extra boost I need when I'm doing my workouts. This little green bottle has helped me fix and improve in several areas of my life. No more procrastination. I'm more focused. I get more done during the day without that midday nap or that midday crashing. No more anxiety. I cut back on the coffee, now back down to normal levels. These are the benefits that I've noticed by using Magic Mind for almost a month, and clearly you see that I love it. Half of this box, this is my second box, is already gone. Now, if you guys are going through the same thing that I'm going through, I would absolutely recommend to you that you try Magic Mind. And only this January, Magic Mind is going to help you gear up to crush your 2024 New Year's resolutions by being fully focused. Listen to this. You can get one month for free when subscribing for three months on their website. That's right. Get one month for free at magicmind.com slash J-A-N-J-D from N-Y. Once again, that's magicmind.com slash Jan J-D from N-Y. And use my promo code JDNY, it's an extra 20% off, which gets you 75% off. This only lasts until the end of January, so hurry up before it all goes away. And I want to thank Magic Mind for once again supporting the podcast right here on Off The Scripts. Thank you guys for the support with my sponsors. Man, we have a great lineup of sponsors this year right here on OTS. Magic Mind is definitely one of them. Go and check them out. I take it every day. Absolutely love it. So I think you guys would enjoy that for sure. Just like I enjoyed this segment with the Young Bucks, I'm sure Jesse did as well. You know, a lot has been made, Jesse, about the Young Bucks and uh, how they were going to be perceived coming back following the two CM Punk situations, first at All Out, and then obviously with the All In situation, a lot of that had to do with Jack Perry as well, which we'll... Briefly talk about him in a little bit. The Young Bucks, I, I don't know if they were ever going to write that ship by coming back and just being Matt and Nick Jackson. I don't think they were ever going to get over. I don't think they would have felt the same. And a lot of people were wondering, well, how are they going to come back and kind of reassert themselves and be a focal point on AEW? This is the coldest that they've been in quite some time. And, and then they go away for a little bit. And now here we are tonight. They are back and Sting and Darby Allen are looking at potentially the Young Bucks in the main event of Revolution as Sting is on his retirement tour here, and Revolution will be his retirement. A lot of people had a problem with the Young Bucks being a part of that match, and you you said yesterday, and you kind of reeled me in before I got a little crazy last week. You know, Sting probably had 100% to do with the fact that he wanted the Young Bucks in his retirement match, and that is exactly what the case is, as the reports mentioned this week, even down to the point where... Tony Khan is giving Sting the opportunity to book the ending of the fucking match. However, Sting wants to go out. Tony Khan's going to make it happen. So this as is it a, should be as it should be. Absolutely, no, whatever Steve Borden wants, Steve is going to get.
2: Who do you want in the ring, and how do you want to go home? You know, how do you want to end your career? And that's how it should be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't understand why people are. I mean, the, the buck shouldn't be. Well, you t- you you tell Sting. Yeah. You, he he is the one that built this 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 legendary career. But now he has to look at the at the, the internet and social media to find out what they want for his last match. He doesn't get a fucking say-so in it. This yeah. is what Sting wants. This is what Sting wants. This is, should be how it goes down because it's what Sting wants. I love the fact that TK told him, hey, book the ending. I, I, I love that. Yeah. And I love that for the Bucks. I mean, do, do they want to go out putting over Sting? Well, I don't know, but they will if he wants to, and they have no problem with it, so why should we?
1: Yeah, and uh, I know a lot of people don't like the Young Bucks after what had happened. They have this uh, this air of indifference about them. But I said this with Drew last night on TNT. If there's one thing we can take away from this outside of the fact that Sting shows Matt and Nick Jackson to be his final opponents, the Young Bucks are going to go in there and absolutely bump around for Sting like they bumped around for nobody. And they're going to deliver a great fucking match, which most of the time they do anyway. So yeah. it's like, why are you complaining about it being Matt and Nick Jackson and then pretending like they don't deliver banger after banger after banger? How many of the greatest matches in AW history have included the Young Bucks? Several. So it's like, come on, man. You know, I, I know a lot of people shit on them for the whole CM Punk situation, but please don't take anything away from what they actually do in the ring, which matters a lot here in this case because they're going to make this thing look like a million bucks.
2: Yep, it'll be great and and it'll be memorable, and people will forget about this shit after a, a little while, so. Yeah.
1: But, man, this, this sit-down was great. Renee uh, interviewed the Young Bucks, and right away, Nick interrupted her and asked her to refer to them and show more respect and refer to them by their God-given names. He said they are Nicholas and Matthew Jackson. Okay. They're wearing some fancy suits. Uh, Nick's got that uh, Vince McMahon-like mustache. And uh, he said, they're executive vice presidents, and it's time to take their jobs a little bit more seriously. (laughs) I love that part. A little dig right there. uh, That's what everybody
2: complained about. They should act more like EVPs. Okay, now they're going to act like EVPs.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, Matt nodded. Renee brought up the public meltdowns and tantrums. She brought up the rumors. Matt said, listen, they're all fake. They're all fake. You're not going to really believe what you've seen and what you read online, right? I mean, come on now. She asks what she'd do to preserve and protect her life's work and her baby. He said he knows what he'd do, so think of that when she comes at them with the rumors. He said he'll do it all over again if it meant AEW would be a thriving company and then ask Renee if her checks cleared
2: the last few like weeks. cleared, motherfucker, didn't it?
1: Shit. You check cleared, right? Shut your mouth. Speaking of uh,
2: but, Renee, did
1: you, did you just get a good look at Renee in this segment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. He said they'd do it all over again if it meant AEW would be a thriving company. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of uh, inside uh, digs here at uh, what had happened. You know, low key, but uh, we know what they were talking about. Uh, Renee asked about their return last week. Matt said when they started AEW, they used the phrase change the world. He says they did it. They changed the world. We were disruptors. We were rebels. We spat in the face of tradition. He says they lost their way, though, and the toxicity crept into the locker room and the company was different. Oh, <laughs> I wonder what he's th- I wonder who he's talking about over there, man. Oh, man. um, You know, Sam Punk can't say nothing, man. He's NDA'd. You know, so uh, I thought the Young Bucks were NDA'd, too, but they didn't mention Punk by name, so I guess it's all right, right? They are NDA'd. They, know- they didn't say anything. I know. Saying? A little bit too mm-hmm. close to the fucking sun there, man. You know, what, what are they talking about?
2: Like segment was pre-taped. I'm pretty sure that you ran this by legal first.
1: He says it was because they began to lean on yesterday's self-serving, superficial, cancerous superstars. Oh,
2: man. Wow,
1: man. I wonder wow. who he's talking about there, man. Can <laughs> oh, someone get a memo man. out and find out who he's talking about there? Man. Wow, man. Is he talking about the guy with the Pepsi tattoo on his arm, man? Seriously. No. The man, Chicagoian? What's his name, man? Phil with
2: the ugly dog, right? It's vague comments. This could have been anybody.
1: Oh, the, the, the handsome Larry, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Kid, oh, my. Ugh. Larry's a handsome fellow, bro. Um, Yeah, so uh, you all know that he's talking about CM Punk there. No, 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 no. He said Sting is great and a role model. He says he hopes people talk about them like they talk about Sting. He says it's what Sting represents. He said he's not in line with their mission to change the world. He says they're going to say goodbye to Sting and everyone like him in AEW. He says they wouldn't ask anyone else to do what they aren't willing to do themselves. Renee asked if that means they're calling out Sting. Nick said, as EVPs, we'll pull some strings. Showed uh, Matt his phone, and they left without saying anything else. You know, that's a Vince McMahon line. They'll pull some strings?
2: No, that... They wouldn't ask anyone to do that. They wouldn't do themselves. That is very true. That's a that's a direct, direct line
1: straight from Vince's mouth. Listen, you guys can sit there and you can shit on the Young Bucks all you want. I don't know what else you want the, these two guys to do to come back to AEW and do what? Be the this Young Bucks, be the fucking uh, super kick party Young Bucks. You know, a lot of people blame them for CM Punk walking out. A lot of people blame Jack Perry for what happened. Everybody's at fault. Tony Khan, Matt, Nick, Kenny Omega. Everybody's everybody's involved there, is, is guilty in some way, shape, or form. But it doesn't mean we need to still harp on that. We're moving on. We need to get over it. I was going to say, we all need to just get over that and move on. We're, we're moving on. Punk is in WWE. No matter you like it or not. Good for business there. It's good for pro wrestling. pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is healthy. Us podcasters are eating good. And now Matt and Nick Jackson, instead of coming back, Jesse, they're playing into the prickish EVPs with the fucking mustache, and they got the fancy yeah. suits, and they're throwing their power around, which is great. But they gave you not only the, the shifting character, which is playing into everything because it's going to legitimately get them the fucking real heat. I love that. Yeah. What they're doing here is they made they made a story here out of basically, you know what? We're the EVPs. This is our company. This is what we started. Our life's mission, our life's work. We wanted to change the world. People like Sting don't fit into that narrative and we have to eliminate and get rid of them. That's all you need right there. Yeah. Right was there. All, that's that's the story. It
2: was all a shoot right up into that last line yeah.
1: right there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that was it. But you know, but you know how they're going You know how Jack Perry's gonna come back. The, the Bucks are gonna bring him back. The Bucks. He's gonna be in. He's gonna be in the fold with the Bucks. It'd be the Bucks and put them together.
1: Put them Absolutely.
2: All together. Put them together.
1: Absolutely. Perfect. This this is perfect. You've been saying. Yep. I've been saying. How many weeks now? How many months have we been saying? When Kenny Omega comes back, I hope he's on the mend, bro. He needs yep. to be away from them. Kenny yeah. Omega needs to be the cleaner the belt collector Kenny Omega he yeah. needs to be in the main event doing his own thing away from the box no longer can they be tied to the hip you want you want this new vision for Aew Matt Nick and Jack Perry that's it. Yeah. Simple that's what I would do Have them ch- you want to change the world this is a new Aew now this is their new ver- their, their, their new vision yeah. their new versions of themselves. That's the trio right there, man. I could get behind that. And we talked about this on Tuesday, man, with Jack Perry. Right now, I think it's a great reset for him to go to New Japan and kind of get his own shit in, wear the scapegoat on his arm, have him be a rebel, right, that's going to cause chaos and disrupt the system. When he comes back over here after ripping up his contract and joins the elite, man, the fucking heat that's going to come off of this, man, no matter what you think about what they did, if you disagree or agree with them, no matter what, man, this is going to be fucking great television.
2: It's going to be great stuff. And 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 I was worried for a while too as to what to do with Jack Perry when you brought him back because that 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 white meat baby face bullshit is not gonna work anymore. But this this road that the bucks have gone down perfect, bring Jack with him, bring all that heat into one fucking faction and, and harness it. That is that is a great move. That is a fantastic move. I hope they do it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely perfect booking. Somebody in AEW listening, go ahead. We just gave you fucking uh, free ideas, man. Use it. Use it. Create it. Make it happen, man. Love it. Yep. Um, We shift into hour two here, man. Uh, Brian Cage, Gates of Agony, the Ring of Honor, six-man tag team champions against Jay White, Austin, and Colton Gunn of the Bullet Club Gold. I love the guns. I think the guns are great. Uh, I love how they've... Kind of come into their own joining Bullet Club. I think they are a perfect fit. uh, And they're getting better each and every time I see them in the ring. Love what they do. But these six-man tag team titles, man. um, I know I tweeted tweeted about it on Saturday when the match was made. I'm like, are we really doing Jay White coming out of an MJF world title program and then a great Continental Classic? Are we really giving him a fucking ring of honor match now? What are we doing here? Well, here's what I see before you before you
2: get carried away. And this is what I'm this is what I'm hoping for. I'm trying to figure out why the ROH trios titles are on the line on AEW Dynamite, and the AEW trios champions are at the top of the ramp making scissor gestures.
1: Uh, I'm curious to see if you are going to say the same thing I said on Twitter in regards to this match. Go ahead.
2: I didn't see what you said on Twitter, but I'm but I'm hoping that they are getting ready To align these factions just to end up having them beef and they're gonna end up consolidating these trios tag matches, these tag
1: titles. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, all right, this doesn't make any sense to have two sets of tag team championships, a six man tag team championships in the same fucking storyline. Are we setting up for a unification match to merge the championships into just the AEW trios championships? Yeah. If you're, dude, AEW, TK, creative, whoever might
2: be listening. If you are, if you have trios, champions, and ROH, great. If they're running their storylines and defending them on AEW TV, not great. Why? Because you already have AEW trios champions. Why do you need your ROH champions on TV? Same with the ROH tag titles and everything above. We have all this ROH shit on AEW TV. You want to know what we don't have from ROH on AEW TV that I fucking wish we did? Athena. Yeah. Why don't we put some Athena on TV if we got to look at ROH bullshit? It's not needed. We already have AEW trios championships. We need to get rid of those ROH championships or absorb them and combine them in to make one. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this ROH bullshit is not working out. It can just be a whole different brand for all I'm concerned. It can all hold and rotate. the You have enough titles on the AEW TV to put some titles over there on ROH to be defended. Everything but the ROH
1: championship. Listen, I, uh, well, right now the ROH championship is Eddie Kingston's championship, which is the Continental Championship. So they don't even have a fucking world championship that they can call their own.
2: Nope. Eddie Kingston can be running fucking ROH right about good.
1: The the thing is, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, because clearly, you know, I can sit here every single week and say the same fucking thing. Clearly nothing is changing. But Ring of Honor needs to get the fuck off of AEW television. I, I don't I, I keep saying it. I, I don't want to see it. I'm tired of looking at it. They got their own roster. Nobody gives a shit about Ring of Honor. Stop consolidating the rosters and putting people over there, over here. Unless it's Athena, I don't give a shit. Like Jesse said. Now they just introduced a women's TV title. So they have a women's TV title. They have a women's world title. Eddie Kingston's holding, theoretically, what is the Ring of Honor tag team, uh, the Ring of Honor World Championship right now because they uh, consolidated all those championships, and it's now the Continental title. The Kingdom, which are primary characters in the Undisputed Kingdom, which is led by Adam Cole, are holding the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. I on. I don't know I don't know why they are holding the tag team title. I know it fit into the story cuz MJF and Adam Cole were carrying them and they beat MJF for the title's great. But it realistically should be the AEW tag team titles. That's yep. what they should be holding. The Ring of Honor tag team championship should be on Ring of Honor on a team that is on that show. So exclusively. Uh, exclusively. So we need to fix that. Merging the yeah. Trios Championships with the AEW Trios Championships is a good start to consolidating these championships because AEW Dynamite and Collision, home, they are the home of many, many trios, legit trios, legit factions. How many six-man groups are legit six-man groups, factions over on Ring of Honor? I can't name fucking one. I can't. Outside of uh, the fucking uh, Wyatt Family 3.0 over there, uh, the Uh, righteous, Righteous, I mean... That, 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 that's it. That's all I know. So why do we need them? Like we said, hopefully this leads to a consolidation of the titles and we get bullet club holding the AEW trios titles at the end of this. And goodbye to the ring of honor six, man. Cause they're not needed.
2: Yeah, I agree. 100% man. Um, whatever titles, Eddie Kingston, Kingston holds. Um, that should be the top title of ROH. Not to say that it can't be defended here. Cause like, I understand that, you know, there's like multiple titles rolled into there, but we have a champion that could be Eddie Kingston. Athena, no notes, except get her on AEW television. Yeah. You know, tag titles, yeah, I agree. The tag, te- tag team titles need to be held in ROH, on ROH, and not on the AEW TV.
1: And we don't need trios titles over in the ROH. No. Yeah. So we'll pick it up late in the match here. The match broke down. Cage tried to uh, Irish whip Leona into Jay White and Austin Gunn, who both dodged, and Leona flew over the barricade. Cage was dropped with a three ten to Yuma by the guns, leaving Khan and Jay White alone. As Nana tripped up Jay White, this allowed Khan to fire miscarry gut buster for a close two count. Uh, Khan took the referee, and Nana is in the ring with one of the belts. He wanted a belt shot. Anthony Bowens, who was on the ramp with the rest of the acclaimed, sprinted out to the ring and took the title from Prince Nana. White fought out of a schoolboy, laid out Khan with a Blade Runner, and that was enough to win the match and the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles. Post-match, the acclaimed and Daddy S stood on the stage with the trio's titles, while Jay White and the Bullet Club were in the ring with their titles, realizing Bowen's help got them the victory, especially Austin Gunn. Um, I know that they both have a common enemy in the undisputed uh, kingdom, but I do think that before we get to that point, I think the Bullet Club is going to say, fuck that shit. We want those titles. Unification. Let's get that out of the way and then uh, bullet club can go and do what they got to do and then the acclaimed can maybe go after uh the undisputed kingdom at that point but uh, a unification match here is key for revolution it is and i hope we get
2: it there's way too many titles going on right now in AEW and this is a good step to to i mean do something about it because the what what are they trying to push the 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 um what what are they trying to get together with these six what are they trying to form? A six-man faction? Do you claim? What are they what, what is their
1: goal right now? They want they want it to be um a uh, conglomerate of two factions to battle undisputed kingdom. Okay. I think that's what the uh, the whole purpose of this is. Yeah, what the fuck is going on here, man? it's, it, it's, it, okay. it's it, bro. The titles, the titles are so convoluted, man. This is why I said, man, there's way too many fucking titles here. The kingdom are holding titles that mean absolutely nothing now in the grand scheme of the storyline. They don't. Yeah. Like, you want the Undisputed Kingdom to be the faction that rules AEW? They need the tag team titles. They need to take those titles off of uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Simple. How we I get agree. there, I don't know. Get those get those worthless titles that they're carrying now off of them and put them on Ring of Honor. I agree.
2: Um, Big Bill, I'm glad he's here. I'm really hoping they'll change his name. <laughs> but... I mean, he is holding tag team gold. Um, I'm happy for him in that regard. Um, Ricky Starks has got one foot out of the fucking door. I'm not even sure why we're still looking at this guy. Everybody knows he's fucking gone.
1: Oh, yeah, he's finished. He's fucking
2: gone, man. So, I mean, let's start working on the tag team titles and get them on legitimate actual tag teams.
1: I don't even know where they go with those tag team titles. I I mean, Jericho and and Sammy Guevara lost, so I, I don't see them winning the tag team titles. We were maybe factoring in Sting and Darby, for the retirement match, where do they go with those tag team titles? I mean, do well, we go back? Do we working go? On do we go back to FTR? Do we do House of Black?
2: What do we do? No, no, we're we're working on it. We just saw two set tag team matches tonight. We're working on them. We get we get a private party. They they won by you know nefarious means a little bit. We're working on some tag team stories. We'll give them a minute, and we'll have some kind of tag team. Hopefully, rise from this, you know, from all of this shit we got going on. And that would be the team, the crown right now. So far, looks like private parties in the league, but that doesn't mean that it's them. Let's see where they go with these tag team matches in the next few weeks.
1: Adam Cole was backstage with Wardlow. Adam Cole said he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he's capable of, meaning Wardlow. Being in the undisputed kingdom makes Wardlow unbeatable as he'll go down as the most dominant AEW wrestler of all time. I think Adam Cole uh, was uh, playing too many video games. He got hopped up on uh, a little too many uh, mushrooms in the Mushroom Kingdom. Come out here and say that. Uh, Wardlow will mow down everyone until there's nothing left in the AW World Titles property of the Undisputed Kingdom. Wardlow then says, boom, to end the segment. Wardlow's time in the Undisputed Kingdom is going to be very short-lived.
2: Yeah. Um, they're going to do everything they did with Wardlow and MJF. They're just going to re- reskin it with yep. Adam Cole this time.
1: Yeah, that's exactly where they're going. So. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. We love Tony Storm. She's out there on commentary. She graced us with her presence on commentary. She looked over at Ian Riccaboni and-, and she kept calling him Tony Shavon. <laughs>
2: Siobhan. Siobhan.
1: Siobhan. I mean, she was out there petting Ian Riccaboni's head. Man, was kind of, was kind of. Uh, oh man, what a lucky guy, right?
2: Tony Storm was in it was in rare form tonight, man.
1: She was in rare form tonight. Uh, she was on commentary. She was uh, next to Luther and Mariah May, and Tony Shavani was not there. He was out ill. Ian Riccaboni took his place, and Tony Storm was blown away at how young Tony Shavani looked. <laughs> And he was uh being fed macaroons by Tony Storm. What a what a fucking what a night for you and Rick Body, man. Oh man. Had a great night. What can you say, man? So we got Deanna Perazzo and Anna Jay in a one-on-one match. Now Deanna Perrazzo wrestled uh, red velvet on collision. Uh decent match there to uh get her feet wet in AEW. Uh this was not bad either. Uh, Anna Jay, obviously uh, you know, a nice little throwaway match, nice little enhancement. For Deanna Perazzo to continue getting her some wins. So uh, at the end of this thing, obviously, Perrazzo got the win. And that was basically all she wrote there. Submission, and Perazzo gets the submission victory. Post-match is where everything went down. Renee interviewed Perrazzo in the ring. And she said she doesn't know what's gotten into Tony Storm. They used to be sisters. She's known Tony for many, many, many years. It's clear that Tony has changed. But so have I, says Deanna Perazzo, the greatest technical women's wrestler in the world, the virtuosa. Storm is on Luther's shoulders, has a microphone in her hand. Storm was insulted and sat on Luther's shoulders while cutting this promo, calling Perazzo an artificially tan hag, she says. Storm- while while whilst making Luther the
2: luckiest man in the arena.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tony Storm would go and, uh, Soccer in the face with a shoe, but uh, instead threw it to commercial. And Mariah May then threw the shoe at Parazzo, and uh, Storm was carried off by Luther. And Parazzo per- was kind of uh, breaking the fourth wall there. She couldn't help but smile and laugh at Tony Storm because the woman's fucking naturally hilarious in this role. I mean, she's fucking comedic as fuck here, man. I love it. Um, Chin was up, tits were out. Yeah, yeah. Chin up, tits Chin. out. Watch for the shoe. So that's exactly what happened. Um, I'm liking this, man. Are we are we looking at a Perrazzo versus Storm build for revolution with maybe Jamie Hayter getting involved? I don't know.
2: That's where that's where we're going. We're definitely getting um Perrazzo and Storm. Um, I don't know about you know Crowning Perrazzo right about now, right no. about this soon, but we have so many moving pieces between Jamie Hayter and Mercedes coming in to um to make sense of why Perazzo does not win the title at Revolution. I think between Hayter and Mercedes, we're going to get one of those women to show up.
1: Now, uh, someone in the chat said, Sap reported that Mercedes is definitely going to AEW. Uh, I I don't see that anywhere on Feifel's site yet. Um, So we'll keep an eye on that. If he did tweet that out or if he did put that out, I'm assuming we are to believe that she will be headed over there. Uh, But again, anything can happen I know she was at hard uh, to Kill, TNA hard to Kill. She was in attendance watching Trinity lose to Jordan Grace. Trinity's wrapping up with uh, with TNA. Uh, it's rumored yeah. that she will be in the Royal Rumble. Mercedes could very well still end up in the Royal Rumble. I mean, they got a perfect storyline for her to fit her right in with creative. So, you know, we will see, man. I'm not going to come out here and make assumptions, but from what I heard personally, she's on her way to AEW. It looks like, that's what it appears, but... Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, we got a tag team match here. Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn against Top Flight. This is Dante and Darius Martin. Uh, this may be a first-time match. I'm not really sure on that, but I think this is a first-time match between these two young teams. Uh, Mark Quinn has been out for a significant amount of time. He's come back, and he's put on a lot of bulk, a lot of muscle. So, well, the uh, fact
2: that all four of these men were in the ring at one time, I think is a... Is this a miracle by God,
1: man? Yeah, I mean they've been so ravaged with injury, it is, um, it is uh, ridiculous. I texted my guy Big Hodge and I and I said, well, Mark Quinn, I mean, he's put on a lot of a lot of weight, huh? He's put on uh, some muscle, and then Hodge got back to me and said, yeah, he put on twenty pounds. So good on Mark Quinn, man, bulking up, looking the part. Uh, got to give him a lot of credit there. He looks fantastic. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy has he's he's always been good so i I have high hopes for private party man the one thing we've said about private party in the past if AEW is going to go and push them is i don't want them to shed the antics and the fun loving attitude but you know sometimes they're and then you can chime in here and correct me if i'm wrong but sometimes their antics the way that they carry themselves and the way that they come off it doesn't make them a serious threat for a, a tag team championship you know, there's a way to hone what their character is to make it a little bit more serious, yet be fun-loving at the same time. I think they're all fun-loving and they don't really know who they are. So I, yeah. I want them to kind of really, you know, fix that and, and kind of get on track with who they are and, and be serious contenders.
2: Yeah, they 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 can use a little bit of a tweaking. Um, I wouldn't say an a, a rework or, no. or a new gimmick, anything like that. But I like I like comparing private party stick. And what they do um versus what they should also be doing. I like comparing that to the new day as far as how they can take their comedy, you know, in the on the microphone and things like that. But when the bell rings, um, they're supposed to be super serious and one of the best to contend with. And private party can do just that. So they can keep their antics, but I think they need to be more serious in the ring and stop hanging out with Ed Hardy and everything else, and they'll be just perfectly
1: fine. Yeah, this was uh, this was a fun match. I mean, it wasn't uh, too crazy. Darius hit a tornado DDT on both Quinn and Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy was able to fight off both both uh, Dante and Darius here before making a hot tag to Mark Quinn. Uh, big dives by Quinn, four of them, flattened Darius and Dante opposite sides of the floor. Back inside, Quinn hit a beautiful looking 450 for a two count. Dante answered with a ripcord jumping knee. Thrust kick by Dante and a step-up flatliner by Darius. Got a near three count, two and a half. Cassidy tried to save Quinn, but Darius got a guillotine Pele kick, which looked nasty. Quinn counted a pop-up into a drop kick. Turned into a pop-up knee lift from Dante. Cassidy came back in, laid out Dante with a corkscrew kick, followed by the gin and juice. Darius, who was legal, jumped in. He was immediately rolled up by Quinn, who held the ropes to get the one, two, three. So the team of private party using some of those uh, nefarious means to win the match here. After the match, top flight had a gripe about how the match ended. But Quinn and Cassidy opted to dance and celebrate with the crowd instead.
2: Yeah, they can turn these two teams right about now. Not every week, maybe every other week or so. They can turn these two teams if they can all stay healthy enough forward into like a best of seven series on TV. Yeah.
1: You
2: know, because they're just that good. Um, and at the end of it, we can go from there. They won't do that, but I mean, that's that's how good they are in the ring, and the match won't even be the same every time. They could they could they could do it all day long. Yeah. Um, these two teams are uh they were brought in to help be the nucleus of the tag team division. Again, injuries. I mean, what are you gonna do, man? I mean, what the hell are you going to do? They're all healthy now. Um, They have other tag teams. They have House of Black. They have Best Friends. They have all of these fucking teams going around. Hopefully, they're about to start revamping this tag division and getting it back on point. So let's see where it goes.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd like to see that. Definitely. Uh, They got the teams to do so. And uh, I'm glad that we actually got a tag team match within the tag team division tonight that potentially could lead to some wins being accumulated, a tag team title opportunity being had here. Can't really complain. We'll take it step by step. But uh, two young teams here on the show in a match together. Really good stuff. And then we get a video package right before the main event. Sting and Darby Allin and their history as a duo. This was a recap of the matches that they had as a team. Sting and Darby said they want to be the AEW Tag Team Champions. Which is very interesting because right now the going rumor is it's the Young Bucks versus Sting and Darby at Revolution in in Sting Retirement Match. Uh, So AEW here with this video package, Jesse, is pretty much casting doubt that it won't be the Young Bucks. And in fact, it'll be Ricky Starks and Big Bill in the retirement match. I doubt that's going to be the case, but I did pitch... Uh, You know, this week You know, when I was doing my own thing That we could potentially get the Bucks Taking the tag team titles from Big Bill and Ricky Starks And putting those titles on the line Against Sting and Darby Allin in the main event To give it a little bit more juice
2: I was getting ready to say That's exactly what's going to happen Yeah, I don't know how or when or where But the Bucks will somehow be tag team champions Going into revolution
1: And then that serves uh, up the possibility To the Bucks beating Sting In his final match which I think would would play great into their character, you know.
2: We could see it, it's it's yeah. it's all it's all up to Steve. Yeah, it's all up to Steve. Like I said, in case you missed it, the 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 old school tradition in pro wrestling when you go out is you go out looking at the lights, putting others over, and 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 Steve Borden is a is a very old school guy, but every rule has a, a certain exceptions to that rule and. Um, Like I said before, uh, Mark Calloway, Undertaker, was one exception. That guy can go out however the fuck he wants, and no one has the right to say a goddamn thing. And same for Sting.
1: Main event time. Samoa Joe, AEW World Heavyweight Champion, defends that title against Hook, the FTW Champion, which is not a recognized title within the company. This is for Samoa Joe's AEW World title. This was commercial-free. I really appreciated that. It kept the action nice, flowing, hot and heavy. It was good. Good stuff. This match was made two weeks ago, and it came under a lot of fire. WWE put Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins on. People complained about that. Tony Khan had a meltdown on social media. I don't see fan outrage towards that, but I got fan outrage on my end because of Hook and Samoa Joe. Hook is 28-1. and one. He deserves the title match, yada, yada, yada. You guys know the story there, okay? So AEW goes the extra mile. They do these vignettes with Hook. Samoa Joe is a great fucking champion. He's doing the, some of the best work uh, in the last five years or so, 10 years or so for Samoa Joe. And this was going to be a test. How good is Joe? How could he lead Hook to a great match? What is Hook made of? He's going to be in there with the, a accomplished world champion at Samoa Joe. This match ended up being perf- perfectly booked. They hit a Grand Slam. The ho- the crowd was hot. The environment, the aura about it was hot. It was commercial-free. The vignettes that Hook cut have been fantastic. The bat signal that they got during Hook's entrance that says Hook in the uh, in the night sky of the arena. I love that aspect. Some people don't like it. I like it. I thought what they created tonight was a great story. Even though Hook lost, Hook ended up being a winner in this thing because he looked like a fucking absolute badass. Samoa Joe looked like an animal. And then we get the post-match with Swerve and Hangman with Joe looking concerned. He's got two of these guys coming after him now. Not one, but two guys after the world title. They just, they made it just perfect, man. I loved everything that they did tonight. Can't go wrong. They did. I'm still trying to figure out Joe's
2: um, heel babyface dynamic. That was, he wasn't even a tweener tonight. He was just straight up heel. He's yeah. straight up dick tonight, man so he's probably gonna play the straight up heel going into Revolution. Um, I I, I think Hangman and Swerve are just just stuck in they're just stuck in tweener land right now. Um, I think if anything, Swerve is more of the babyface. But I mean, good luck trying to get people to boo Hangman. they both these guys are just straight up tweeners right about now, though.
1: Yeah, um, it, it goes to show you how good Samoa Joe is that uh, he can uh, change with the wind. You know, you want to play heel yeah. or he needs to play heel, he'll play heel. He, he's uh, feeling a babyface that night because of the crowd or the ambiance and the environment. He'll play a baby face.
2: Yeah, Joe can do whatever the fuck he wants out there, it, and it will, he'll make it all make sense.
1: You yeah. Know? So the bell rang. Hook rushed at Joe. Corner strikes. Joe just ragdolled Hook onto the floor. Chops on the outside. Hook sent into the barricade. He put on the brakes. He jumped on top of the barricade. Turned around and leapt off the barricade with a flying forearm. So that looked really good. Joe immediately shut Hook down with a running back elbow and started lighting Hook up with some body shots. Corner charge, enziguri. Joe is in control. He's trash talking the young Hook and some chops to follow. A punt kick, an elbow drop. Joe and his girth Stopped Hook from getting a T-bone, so Hook picked up the leg, took Joe to the floor where he Superman punched Joe off the apron. Hook wanted a T-bone, but Joe countered and violently smashed Hook on the announce table. The back of Hook's head bounced off the front of the announce table, and the table, I don't know, I don't remember, did it break Jesse or did it like almost collapse? It almost kind of fell apart. It didn't flat out collapse, it just kind of like
2: broke apart and fell to the side, because the angle... Joe didn't get him up and over the top. He got him on the corner of it. So it just kind of just pushed it to the back a little. It was it was not pretty, man. It was straight on the corner edge.
1: Yeah, it was uh, It was a nasty bump. You saw Hook's head bounce off the uh, little front portion of the, of the announce table, that little piece that connects to the actual table. That kind of fell off. Joe takes Hook after that and power bombs him or uranages him on the apron of the ring Joe is now taunting Hook, who flipped off Joe with the middle finger. Power bomb against the edge of the ring, like I said. Bryce Remsberg called on doctors who tended to Hook. Taz wanted to check on his son, but he stayed back. Hook shoved the doctor out of the way and broke the nine count outside. Gets back in the ring, beats the ten. Hook rolled right into a Joe snap power slam. Death Valley driver. Two count by Samoa Joe. Hook kicks out. Joe hit a muscle buster beautifully and perfectly executed. Hook kicked out at a one, and the crowd went crazy. Now, I see a lot of people having a problem with him kicking out at a, at a one at the, uh, at the muscle buster. I know Jesse and I usually pick apart stuff like that, but uh, how are you feeling about the kick out at one at the muscle buster, man? A lot of people think Hook no-sold it. I don't think it was that. I think it was just the adrenaline of the crowd and the environment and and the young kid going in there in that championship match. And that was his, uh, his last of a couple of breaths before he actually succumbed to the submission.
2: I I don't know. It it, look, man, let's start by saying this. I'm not going to say anything that's going to make anybody happy. Somewhere, some way, for some reason, someone is going to continue to sit around and be mad because hook kicked out of a muscle buster. when, that's not the story of the match. Okay. That is that is not the whole story of the match. Agrees. The story of the match is that Hook was full of energy and full of youth and, and full of gumption. And all that shit got shut down by Joe's fucking experience and this and and his fucking his, his whole beastly personality. He just shut all that shit down. But he almost got, you know, he almost got blindsided. By this young kid who kicked out of one of his strongest fucking moves. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, he still put him to sleep, choked his ass out, went back and made sure he realized that he got his ass whooped. At the end of the day, everybody chill. All right? You're just looking for something. Hook didn't win. People act like Hook kicked out of the muscle buster, got up, pinned Joe and won the title and is now world champion. That is not what happened.
1: Relax. First of all, like Jesse said, it was the story of the match that Hook was a, a, a defiance and underdog babyface coming into this thing and he would scratch and claw and do whatever he could to win the championship. That was the story. Never give up attitude, right? You know, a lot of people tend to think, you know, Samoa Joe's, uh, he, he hit, he, he's the world champion and he hit Hook with his finishing move, the muscle buster. Who's to, who's to say that Samoa Joe needs a muscle buster to finish you off? Muscle Buster can be constituted as a fucking setup move if Samoa Joe wants. He's got the yeah. Coquina Clutch. He's got that Muscle Buster. He could fucking, he could snap your neck in any which way if he wanted to. Why does the Muscle Buster need to be his finishing move? Like Jesse said, everybody's looking for a fucking thing to pick apart here. Just enjoy the fucking match. Hook lost. Who gives a shit how we lost? It's fucking Samoa Joe. He could beat you with, he could beat you blindfolded. It doesn't fucking matter.
2: Yeah, Hook, Hook lost and he didn't even almost win, guys. He got his ass whipped out.
1: There. Yeah. So, I don't really care about it. I didn't think much of it. Crowd went crazy after the one count. Hook ran a series of clotheslines before dishing out some body shots. Big T-bone suplex. It was his last-ditch effort. Hook wanted red rum. Joe blocked it, counted into the coquina clutch, sunk it in deep. Hook faded, arm dropped three times. Joe may... And Hook lost, and he didn't even tap out. He faded. He passed out. What more do you want? Perfect. Dude, you got to find something, man. Perfect. Post-match, Joe went to leave. Hook X'd Joe as he's in the ring and Joe's walking up the aisleway. Is that all you got? Joe returned. Punted Hook in the balls. Another muscle buster. Joe walked away again. Hook once more. Got to his feet. Is that all you got? Joe came back. Joe went to return, but Hangman's music hit hit the ring. That's when I thought Taz was going to come in and stop the fucking carnage. But Hangman. Me too. A hangman came out there uh, with Joe leaving up the ramp. Joe turned and saw Swerve standing in the crowd with Prince Nana. One part of the crowd was chanting, whose house? And then the other side was chanting, Swerve's house, which was great. Swerve was just standing there smiling because he, he knew, you know, he's got the backing of the crowd and Paige is in the ring. Nobody gives a shit about him there. So uh, Strickland and Nana left. Paige helped hook up, who wanted to walk away on his own. But uh, that was the way the show went off the air, man. Swerve walking away, man. He looked like a, a he lo- literally, he, lo- he looked like a Gotham villain just walking away right before the next fucking scene, man. And we see Batman in the Batcave. How do we, Alfred, what do, what do we do? What do we do? How do we get him?
2: There you go. He seemed like he was paying more attention to to Hangman than Joe, though. Was, was
1: Swerve. Yeah, and uh, Swerve gave him the two fingers. What did that mean? What, what did that, peace out? Or is it two weeks before we get a fucking rematch between these two guys on Dynamite? What did the two mean? He said he
2: ain't getting no rematch, so I guess it was just peace out. Man. I don't know. He said he ain't getting a rematch, and I'm I'm hoping they don't do a rematch, especially not right now. It looks like they're going to be meeting again
1: at that triple threat at the pay-per-view. Yeah, that's the right way to go about it. A triple threat between those three guys. World title revolution uh, Dynamite was uh, a very good show tonight. I thought they uh, they were laser focused tonight. They delivered a main event that people complained about and people bashed Tony Khan for and his behavior on social media. They ended up turning it into a fucking absolutely beautifully perfectly booked main event. So uh, I-, I love what they do- I-, I love what they did tonight. And uh, looking forward to next week, man. Just keep the train rolling. Yeah, Consistency man. stories. We how many stories we got now, man? On this show, we got Swerve Page. And Joe, what's next for Hook, right? we got, Hopefully, we get more Christian and Copeland. Roddy and Orange Cassidy. The trio championship situation. Tony Storm and Deonna Purrazzo. So, they're, they're cooking right now, man. They got to build on what they've given us. Stop. Stop with the nothing. Stop, yep. just, just focus on what you got now and build a pay-per-view with a solid five, six matches that have story going to it where we're emotionally invested. That's all we ask for. Much better
2: show. Yeah. Much better show. We we came on here and we gave them such a hard time for the shit they gave us last week. We didn't even bother getting into the show. Um, this week I was highly entertained, man. Yeah. I, I loved it. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Like you said, we're not looking for a perfect show. You just want something that we can pick apart and analyze and have fun, you know, talking about. But when you give us nothing, then we're going to talk about your lack of giving us something good. Yeah. This week, we got something good to talk about, man. Great show.
1: Excellent stuff, guys. Thank you very much for all of your support. We had upwards towards 2,000 in here tonight. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with us on OTS. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a moment. Follow us on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Follow me on there. Jesse, at ChiTownSmart on Twitter. Click his link. Click his name in the description. it will take you right to his YouTube channel. Go and subscribe over there. If you guys want weekly TNA content, so look forward to that over there. Uh, Absolutely. We got videos on my end. We were live on Monday. We were live on Tuesday. We're live tonight. We got news and rumors spread out through the week. So go check all the content out on this channel. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. We're at 700 likes. Can we get another 50 likes for 750, which is the goal tonight right here on OTS? Who was the first in the venue, man? Michael Krause has been lined up number one in the venue. $2 Super Chat, J.D. and Jesse, your number one pick to win the Royal Rumble this year. CM
2: Punk. Um...
1: I'm going to go with The Rock. Oh, my God. I don't fucking know. Top three, Punk, Gunther, and Cody.
2: You know, you know, Cody, I, I, I see people saying this is Cody's time. This is Cody's time. Didn't Cody get a main event at WrestleMania last year? Yeah. Wasn't that, wasn't that Cody's time? Yeah. When is it not Cody's time again?
1: It's got to be Cody's time at WrestleMania 40. I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> it can't be Cody's time every goddamn year, man.
1: It's got to be. It's got to be at 40, man. Got to be at 40. Tired of this fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna show up to work for the next four months, man. I'll see you guys later. Uh, Michael, thank you, brother Nismo Huncho with a new membership Nismo, what the fuck are you drinking in the venue tonight, man? Thank you so much Michelle with a five Adam Page gets attacked by the Undisputed Kingdom and he doesn't want payback Almost like it never happened Same goes for Jay White Looks like Jericho, Don Callis, Family, Part 2 That's a good point, Michelle Adam Page got attacked by the Undisputed Kingdom and he doesn't really uh, give a shit at this point I wonder where that is well, he's got his eyes on the world title. It's more important than the Undisputed Kingdom, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Who gives a shit? Get that. Tony Brown. What happened? Old news. Yeah, it's old news, yeah. Yeah, I got slammed on a car window, man. I do give a shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Tony Brown with a 499 hook. Got unhooked, young men. Also, my red velvet Saturday night. Yeah, she looked good. She always looks good. There you go. There's
2: a Tony no Brown. No sky
1: blue tonight, man. man. Very disappointed.
2: No, but did Tony Brown see Renee in that buck set?
1: Yes. I'm sure he did. Like Swerve, Tony Brown sees everything. He's got eyes oh, yeah. everywhere. Uh, Nick Williams with a 20 months. Thank you, brother. The big 20, almost gold. I'm tired of the tribalism from WWE and AEW fans. Wrestling is wrestling. Just watch the show. I need a drink. And he says, also, my birthday is in two weeks. So, yeah. Thank you, Nick. Uh, my birthday is in two and a half, three weeks as well. So, there you go. Happy early birthday, man.
2: Mine is the same as Frank's. Yes, it is. How is Frank
1: doing? Frank is doing good. Working his ass off. Works 50 hours a week. Oh, my God. Yeah. Awesome, man. Good. And he's got new music coming out, which will be debuting on the show, hopefully in February. Ah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Did he write it exclusively for you?
1: Uh, No. He's uh, just got new music out that uh, obviously he's going to want me to push, so you guys buy it. There you go. Being a musician now is uh, not easy, so everybody can stream music for free and then musicians don't get paid. You go, man. It's not cool. Uh Isa. Isa's in the chat. My favorite demon diva. Isa. Uh, Isa. Listen. uh it may be. It may be dangerous for you to be here, Isa. You know, I'm not really that well liked here in the community. So uh, you you might not want to, uh, you know, keep your distance from me. You know, I'm very toxic at the moment. You you yeah, may, you, I, may be, you may be questioned about your friendship with me. You know,
2: bro. I have stayed off of social media for the most part, and I am unaware of the drama going on around you. So if you want to get rid of the drama, stay off of Twitter, bro. Yeah, It works.
1: Man, listen, if I I didn't need Twitter to promote this show, man, I would have deleted it a long time ago.
2: Nope, nope. That don't work for me. Let me stop you. Open up the app, post what you got to post, and close the app. That's it. That's it. Stop reading. See... When you start reading the comments to what you post, that's where you fucked up. Post it and close it. Yeah. It works. It works.
1: Well, I mean, it's 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 uh, a thing. It's tough to do. You know, Jesse's not. Uh... I,
2: I agree. And I'll be because I was in the same boat with you a few weeks ago. But I'm telling you, it works. I did it, man. Post some shit and close it. Don't read it. Yeah. Don't read it because it'll somebody will say something to piss you off. Just don't fucking read it, man. How many people right now in the AEW locker room wish they did just not fucking read Twitter and respond it?
1: You know, you know, you know, you can, know. Can I say? Can I say something just off color here? Because uh, you know, uh, Jesse's obviously correct in his assessment. You know, if if people and Jesse's been to a few meet and greets with me, you know, especially when we were uh, doing our Chicago thing, you you, you do realize that. You know the hundreds of people that come to our meet and greets during these big shows, Jesse. The ma- the majority of the audience is is what I mean, African American and Hispanic, correct? Pretty much. Seventy five percent of the audience that comes out to these shows is African American and Hispanic. Yep. So, so all, all the all the uh, the noise on social media that you're hearing about me, man. Clearly, people are full of shit and they don't know anything. So.
2: Nope, and they and they hate it when you don't pay them attention. Yeah. They re- they really hate that shit. Yeah. I love it man I'm, I'm loving it just don't read it they don't want you listening to me right now because if you don't read it, they can't get you know. I mean I can't life.
1: I can't say that I host a show with my very good friend I consider Jesse one of my best friends I can't say that Jesse is an African-american guy doing this show with me I can't say that because it's uh, it's against the rules so I know JD is still what everybody calls him on social media but you know I host a show with him. with Jesse on Wednesday oh, you can't say that can't say that it's, it's illegal way. It's illegal, pal. When
2: you, when you when you see stuff like that, you got to ask yourself one question before you answer. Just ask yourself, am I going to say anything, anything to change this fucking person's mind right now? No. Or is it just going to fucking spiral and get worse? So don't so don't say shit. Yeah. Post what you got to post to promote, what you need to promote, and close the app. Yeah. Anybody who needs to reach you knows how to reach you and if they can't then you probably don't want to fucking hear from them so yeah just close it man it works it works
1: Uh, Tony Brown thank you brother Nick Williams thank you man Jason Barker who is doing some uh, work on social media defending us from the geeks $10 super chat what's up JD Jesse OTS venue don't forget to never follow the popular crowd and beat to the sound of your own drum you are your own narrative thank you Jason Uh, Penny Davis with a $2 Super Chat. Hook was a big deal coming and left as a bigger star. Yes, Hook was uh, a very popular fellow coming in, and he left a bigger star absolutely tonight. No question. Uh, JD and Jesse are both good dudes, says Michael Evans. Meet and greet at the Ogden before Forbidden Door 1 here in Chicago was awesome. That was a great meet and greet,
2: man. Oh, man.
1: That was a good one. Uh, Penny Davis, thank you for the $2 Super Chat. Billy, thank you once again for the 100 bomb. A Billy bomb. We always love the Billy bomb. Uh, Jason Barker with a $10 Super Chat. Cancel culture is a hideous monster that turns its head on a dime, and I even got called racist this week for defending the community. Don't have a racist bone in my body. Well, neither do I, Jason, but what the fuck does everybody else know, man? Fucking uh, Jason bunching numbers on social media. Doesn't know jack shit about me and who I am outside of this podcast, so. Nope. It is what it, it does is, man. Uh, close the app. Uh, Jonathan Bordeaux within eight months. Hook put out more of a fight than the Eagles and Cowboys. LOL. And you know what? I don't watch football, but I watched that Cowboys game, and I was like, holy shit, man. Imagine being a fucking Dallas Cowboy fan.
2: Cowboys tend to choke in the playoffs. Aww, yeah. Did the
1: Eagles lose, too? Eagles lost, too, yeah. Oh,
2: wow.
1: Yeah. Done. Which I don't really care I don't I don't really I don't really care for the city of Philadelphia because of uh baseball reasons but you know
2: so what did Philly do to you what the fuck is
1: that? Yeah, Philly sucks, man okay I don't know we hey, gotta you- be in Philly in April that usually means Philly is good yeah uh Jason thank you brother Jonathan thank you man uh Drew Gilmore 17 months what's up buddy uh, always proud to support this channel and my IWC chief and his two amazing co-hosts. Fuck cancel culture and the haters. Never give in. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate you, man. I miss Orlando. I miss Florida. Uh, Wolfness way with 31 months. Been away overseas, but still here for the best post show. JD, Jesse, keep growing. 2024 will be huge for those of us who are doing the work. Hashtag OTS for life. Listen, you know, this is the best... AEW post in the community. There's no one that does it better. No one. No one looks better. No one sounds as good. Nobody. Put the work in. And wait till you see the designs that I'm getting done this year, man. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Deviate already has been contacted. Love it. Uh, twisted with a 23 months. That was a perfect way to protect hook. Keep up the good work, JD and Jesse. Whose house? OTS house. Thank you, Twisted. Nismo with a 4.99. Been watching since Money in the Bank 21. Love the channel and fuck the haters. Keep killing it, my friend. Thank you, Nismo, and thank you for becoming a member, man. And the Braves, L, the Braves were the best team in baseball last year, brother. And the Braves got one of the best teams for years to come. The Phillies blow. How about that? The Phillies and the Braves ended up playing golf in Florida at the same time, man. What's next? Congrats to the Texas Rangers, though. A team won the World Series that I don't give a shit about, man, as long as it's not the Phillies. I slept easy. Uh, D Bastardo with a 10. What's up, buddy? J.D, I agree with you 100% about Hogan. Haters who don't like you will always pick you apart. Andrew tries to neuter you. And is afraid to speak his mind. Don't ever change who you are because of who they are. Love you guys. I don't think Drew is trying to neuter me, man. Uh, I am very much myself when I'm with Drew. It's just a different vibe because of the way he handles himself as a professional and a human being. Why do I need to be on volume 12 when we're having a discussion about pro wrestling, man? I don't, some, when, when I'm at a volume 12, it means I'm pissed about something. I'm never really really at a volume 12 here with Jesse. You know, last week I was at a volume 12, but this week I was at like a 7. Because it was a good show. There's no reason for me to be that loud. Uh, Damien Ellington with a 499. Just left the show. Jericho got a great reaction. Hardly any boost for him. Statlander and Queen had a great match. Same with Darby and Jeff. Well, it sounds like a decent rampage. I might cover it. There you go. Elijah with a nine ninety nine. What's up, guys? Much love as always. Do you think once Swerve turns face, he brings back the ain't nobody theme that he used in Defy? Love the show as always. Uh, no, I mean, Hell. I mean, why would he change his theme when Nana got him and the theme over? Hell, come on, man. Elijah, what be doing man. What? No, let's get rid of Nana too. We don't need him. Anymore. Yeah, let's get rid of Nana. Yeah, he's he's uh, overstayed as well. Yeah. Uh, Jason with a 10. Do you think TK would lean into the ripped contract when Perry returns, become an on-screen character long-term that as the basis of MJF's return? No, Tony Khan should not be an on-screen character. But I do think the fact that he did rip rip up the AW contract will come into play per storyline. I think that should definitely be the case. Yep. Uh, Matthew Carruthers with a 499. Edge had an interview on Busted Open and says he wants to do these matches. It's his idea. Okay, I don't think it's a good idea.
2: That's great, but if, if, as a booker and an investor and an owner, I'm not wasting any of my my edge juice with with you know whoever the fuck it was, he was rolling around in the ring with, yeah, in a non important show.
1: Um, Lee Moriarty. No, thank
2: you. there we go. Sorry, man. That's just. It's just not a match to anyone that's been clamoring for it. It's not a match anyone's paying to see. And if something goes bad at that match, people are only going to look at you and say, why'd you book this bullshit?
1: Yeah. Uh, Stallions Productions with a 999. Would you put one more person with Perry in the box like a young guy? Also, would you be okay if Bischoff had a group in AEW against Khan? Nope. JD nope. would love to see nope. you on the writing team in AEW. No Eric nope. Bischoff in AEW. Justice nope. is the same thing. Nope. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. And um, it depends on who that young guy is. Right now, man, I would just keep it three. Keep it very simple. Uh, Stallions also with a 499. I wish AEW would change the names of the TNT and TBS titles and call them something else. Well, it depends on if they stay with the network. They might have to. Yeah. Well, they, they, they don't stay with the same network. They might have to. Uh, AEW Mark with 25 months. Camille was backstage at Dynamite tonight, building the women's division for Mercedes. Mercedes. Um, the last we heard, Camille was going to accept and sign an NXT contract. The fact that she was backstage, according to SAP, she could just be visiting friends. Why does she need to be backstage and automatically people think she's signing with with AEW? I don't get it. Uh, Jeremy Lewis with a five. Appreciate the kind words about my new car. After my freak crash coming home from OKC Dynamite, things are finally coming together. Cheers, friend. Congratulations, man. You work hard. Cherish it. Enjoy it. That's why we uh, make the big bucks, man. Nice. What did he get? Uh, a Chevy something, he said. I forgot. Chevy Cruz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Edward Lou with a 999. Thoughts about Sting Darby winning the tag team titles from Ricky and Bill. History from Team Taz days and Bucks and Sting's only AW title reign and career at Revolution. Uh, either one. I think the match should be for the tag team titles, however, which way they want to do it. I mean, it's going to be up to Steve Borden, and we don't have a say in that. We sit, we sit down and shut our, our mouths and enjoy it.
2: Yeah, not only that, whenever whatever comes out as far as what he chose, that's just the fucking match. Yeah. We'll break it down and tell you how much we enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it, but as far as how it should have been booked, that's not even a discussion to be had because it's all things called.
1: Uh, this gaming dragon with a $10 super chat. This is my first super chat. Thank you. Uh, was kind of disappointed that Hikaru Shida wasn't even nominated for an AW Women's Wrestler of the Year in 2023. Also, Ring of Honor could fit nicely on Adult Swim. Screw the canceled culture. Hashtag OTS. Um, even though she would have been nominated dragon, I mean, that was going to Tony Storm regardless. So, I mean, what good's a nomination? What is it going to do you?
2: I doesn't say it
1: was this first super chat. This is weird. Uh, Danny with a five. Fuck cancel culture. You're the man, JD. And long live the Hulkster. Thank Uh-oh. you, Danny. Uh-oh. I mean, Hulk saved uh, a 17-year-old girl from a tragic car crash. So. I agree.
2: Fuck cancel culture. And you are the man, JD.
1: Thank you. Uh, Michael Krause with a $2 super chat. Uh, no matter what anyone says, OTS is the place to be. Thank you, uh, Michael. I appreciate your generosity and kind words. And we got a couple more here, and then we're gonna get the hell out of here. Uh, Nate, the Spider Hunter TV, with a five dollars super chat. JD, sing us some funk is on a roll. And Jesse, can you sing us some hardcore country? Great review. Subscribe, or there will be a spider in your bed. Love OTS. Next uh, meet and greet, I definitely will. Uh, no, I'm not singing. I'm not singing Brodus Clay. Sorry. <laughs> Isaiah Hoffman with a 499. JD, I went to bat for you on X today. People really need to stop talking about your or taking your clips out of context. Keep kicking ass. And, Jesse, glad you are back to being healthy.
2: Thanks, man. I feel good. Went back to the gym today. I told JD earlier. Yeah.
1: feel good today. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Uh, That's uh, that's a good thing, man. That's uh, always a great thing. Get back in the gym. Uh, But, yeah, uh, Isaiah, I mean, I've been clipped. I've been clipped my entire career on here, man. It's it's people people don't watch the show and then they think they could get one up on me, but they only proved themselves to be a fucking idiot. Because twenty five seconds out of a clip that spanned twenty five, where I had a lot of great points, I would just focus in on that, man. You didn't really get the gist of what I was talking about because it was only twenty five fucking seconds. The That's a three not the, hour show. In a three hour show, I mean <laughs> fuck out of here. Whatever. Anyway, man, uh, we're about to get out of here. Again, follow Jesse on X at Smart. Follow me on X at JD from NY206. Forgot to mention, man, go get your hoodies. Off the script got some hoodies. Go get them on bonfire.com. Link is down in the description. Or if you see the merchandise line underneath the video player, go buy yourself a hoodie or a T-shirt or a mug, whatever's on there.
2: Windows mind. Windows mind. It was in the mail. Hey, check the mail. I should have a sweatshirt
1: in there from JD. It's, I, it's I, probably I, not. I I uh, you bought you bought a, a hoodie?
2: Uh, I, I'm I an employee. I'm pretty sure you sent me one for free.
1: No, what do you mean it's not there? Let me, the uh, let, me, let me ask the bar back, man. Did we did we send him a hoodie? Where No. It's not hoodie, man. No, he, he said you failed to come to work all last week, man. They docked your pay. I'm sorry. Really? Because you just saw me at the venue last week. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, man, I'm getting out of here. Thank you guys so very much. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Hit that thumbs up. Thank you guys for the super chats. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. There is plenty of it. And I'll be back this week. I don't know if I'll be back tomorrow. depends on the news, but you guys will see me. Live on Friday night for Friday night SmackDown, man. We are building towards the Royal Rumble. Until then, guys, thank you so very much for all your support this week. It's been a tough one. Thank you guys for a great stream. Hopefully, you learned something out of this stream. Hopefully, the discussion was great. AEW killed it tonight. Great show. And Jesse and I will see you right back here next week for more AEW Dynamite right here on OTS. We'll see you guys later.